Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of The Usual Podcast, podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, staring at me awkwardly, is my co-host, Will. So, hello, buddy. So, usually I start off the show by looking at you really funny, so you have a weird look on your face, right? Yep. Um, so to say, today I decided to look at you really deadpan with absolutely nothing going on in my face, right. and you still said I had a funny look. <laughs> Maybe it's just your face, bro. <laughs> Sorry. I, I hate been, you so much. It's been a while since we've done this. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking, dude? Uh, I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi today just because uh, mm. I just wanted a Diet Pepsi. Oh, Indeed. Uh, I went back to, uh, I haven't had this one in a while, it's called Hop Hinge IPA from Deschutes Brewing Company. Uh, it's nice. I like it. I like this brewery. I wish I had more of their stuff available to me, but, you know, it is what it is, where I live. Yeah, you uh, you just, uh, you like the hoppy stuff. You, you just picking that up? Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> reiterating it for our ongoing listeners and for any new... Uh, we might have new listeners. We might. Before we get started, if you have comments <laughs> or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and of course, Google Play. Uh, find us on all those places. Give us positive ratings. We'll move up in the ranks or something. Share us. It's nice. Facebook? Sharing is always good. Yeah, and... We learned that when we were five. Indeed. And Facebook, um, you know, I've been trying to post more stuff on Facebook, so if you're a Facebook user, which I am trying to get myself to be at least just for this show, please uh, interact with us on there. I, I always see the messages. I respond. But Twitter's easier, obviously. Twitter is easier. Anyway, uh, so give us more ratings. It'll be great. And uh, speaking of, I was alluding to this a second ago, uh, we got one of uh, the best tweets ever. Oh, the, really? The other day. Did I share this one with you? Uh, you did not. Well, we're going to give him a little shout out. I don't know how to say it, so we're going to butcher it. Warlock. W-Y-R-L-O-K. Was that how you say it? Warlock? I'm thinking so. Cool. He said, at Darth Pops, I recently started listening to your podcast, and wow, I'm so glad I found you guys. One of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Wow. You need to listen to more podcasts. Boom, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like us and one other podcast that sucks. <laughs> I know. We're, we're glad to have you, though. No, thanks for listening, man. And, uh, you know, I you know I followed you back and stuff, and he's a Swotor player, so we're good. Oh, awesome. Yeah, totally. uh, come on over to the Harbinger server and play with Unholy Alliance. And we made that mistake before. He's probably in the guild already. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> So if you are, we are a horrible community. If you are, we suck. Sorry. Anyway, so we have the timestamps in the show notes, of course. So if you're not a Swotor fan, you want to skip over that section of the show, feel free. We have plenty of Star Wars and, of course, geek and pop culture to cover. And let's get this stuff out of the way. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. We're going to do another drawing on episode 70. We usually do that. Um, we got a nice tweet from where did I put it in here? I put it in here somewhere. Oh, it was in community for Star Wars Yellow Republic, but um, it was from Dan who won our uh, drawing. And he basically was saying, you know, I can't believe I won the drawing. Thanks so much. And he's one of our longest running patrons. He is. I, I remember him being back in almost single digits. Indeed. And um, so we got him the hyper crate. Uh, I haven't heard from a Theos yet. So let us know where to send it, man. And Nick, our faithful uh, hyper crate provider. Yes, very well, very very well put. I I think so. Uh, We'll get that too. Actually, a super crate for you, but next time you win a hypercrate, maybe. I have still never opened a hypercrate. It's really fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's a lot of a lot of packs, a lot of stuff to sort. You would like it because a lot of organization goes along with it. Oh, I'm sure. Like a lot. Like I have I have tunes that like oh best way to say it. I have early tunes that I would just use to open crates and stuff. Right. And I have a bunch of old stuff on those tunes that I actually I've gone back and sold some stuff for pretty good money. Oh, cool. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, uh, so Patreon, uh, you know, give us a buck or two an episode, help us get, uh, to San Diego Comic Con and buy beers. And we'll have more details for our meetup for sure, uh, in the geek and pop culture section. We have some stuff I want to talk about with that. Um, but yeah, so help us out. And, uh, if you really want to give us a lot of money, uh, 10 bucks an episode for a couple weeks, we'll send you some socks from Pippi's Long Stockings and some beer. Sweet. Anyway, we also have audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and suggest Bloodlines again. I haven't started listening to it yet. Um, I'm going to give it a try. We were on, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We were talking on another podcast. Uh, I have a hard time with that narrator. I really want to, I really want to try you it. You really again, do. It's, it's tough, dude. <laughs> it's, you know, she's fine, but I mean, you know, she's no Mark Thompson. <laughs> Anything. That's well. There's only one Mark Thompson. Indeed. Well, I mean, actually, with that name, there's probably millions of Mark Thompsons. Probably. Mark Thompsons, but yeah, but not one that could do a Lando like that. Oh, I know, right? Anyway, uh, so if you want a free book from Hello, uh, from Auto- ladies, okay, that was not very good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, but you know, it was accurate. So, third day free trial on us. Get a free book. Uh, I would definitely suggest Audible. Why not get a free book? Make sure you follow the link and go through all the things though, so that we get credit. It, yes. it actually gives us cash money. Cash money. And we don't tell people that, but. 15 bucks. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. 15 bones. Bones. Moving on. Uh, bones or clams or whatever you call them. De Niro. If you know that reference, tweet me. Okay, so uh, we also have other ways to support the show. Warby Parker and Gamefly. Find those links on our website under our supporters page. Star Wars Yoda Public. Support us. <laughs> so I'm going to play the bumper. Dynamite dropping. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. You're impossible. I didn't even do it. I know. You wanted to, though. I could see in your face. (laughs) All right. So anyway, uh, we have actually a good amount of uh, community stuff to cover this week uh, because I've been... We Okay, look. Let's just talk about it now. We've been a little sneakily away. (laughs) Yes. So... Our last recording was on a Tuesday, not last Tuesday, but the one before that. And we really, yeah. And we recorded. Oh, well, we recorded with PCs. Okay, so well, okay, so we recorded. uh, It was like two weeks ago because this is today's Monday. Yeah, but it was like four hours. Okay, so we recorded a crazy session. Ended up splitting into two. So I got the one out a few days later, and I put the other one out on that next Tuesday. Right. Right. Um, The week before that, we recorded with Passionate Casual. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then all hell broke loose and you had a track meet when we usually record. Yes. Um, I couldn't record the Wednesday before that when we normally do. Uh, you were gone. The weekend was crazy. My kids have been sick. My wife is now sick and it's Monday now. And here we are. Yeah. And you know, I thought this would be the first day that I wouldn't be having too much track stuff. Indeed. But then of course, you know, the athletes that I coach, throwers, they decided to do well at league championships. So I've got four people going on to sectionals next week. How dare they do well? I know, right? So don't they have any consideration (laughs) for my podcasting life? So to address the first issue with my community, um, we got a nice jab from, from bad feeling at the end of their last show. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, and I love those guys, but that, that was a good one, guys. 
Uh, it was. I mean, because seriously, we never record on the same day. No, and we actually, you know, what's funny is we actually been fairly consistent when we record up until a couple weeks ago, and that kind of screwed us up a little bit. But we were consistent when we record. But me getting the show out is a different story. Totally different story. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is it's actually changed. I mean, we originally when we first started, we were recording on like Saturdays, and then it was Monday, then it was Mondays, then it was Fridays, I think, for a while, yeah. and then Wog started, and yeah, and then we we're Thursdays for quite a long time. Thursdays have been working, yeah. and and actually, um, speaking of, we're trying to make it up to you guys. Um, I'm hoping to get this show out in the next couple of days, and then on. Thursday, yes. I, um, I would actually, I'm going to try to go see Civil War again Ooh. on Wednesday, and I'd like to do a um, a real reviews, a real reviews on Thursday. Yeah, I actually have some stuff pocketed for a real reviews. Boom! So there we go. We're going to get more content to you guys, and when the summer hits, um, you'll be tired of us. Oh yeah, you will. Like <laughs> no. you aren't already. No, seriously, because we'll catch up on comics and TV shows. You'll have a podcast from us every few days. So. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, community shout outs real quick. Uh, our guild has been fairly active. We, they did a party last night, actually. Yeah. You know what's funny is I totally didn't realize it was going on until you were I, online. I was. I, okay. For those of you <laughs> Just who, not in TeamSpeak. No, I, I've, uh, I've had been, I've been having total internet issues for, uh, like a month now. Um, it actually rectified itself a couple days ago. Well, it didn't. I mean, it got, we fixed it, but, oh, yeah. um, um, but then I woke up this morning and it was off again, so I'm hoping it's good when I get home. Um, but I was actually good enough to play, and uh, so um, last night uh, I got on and I played chapters 12 and 13. Nice. Finally. We can talk about it. I know, right? Uh, so yeah, so Guild Party, we missed it. Um, I got on, like I said, my daughter got really sick, so I got on a little later. Then that after the party, it was like 9 o'clock or so, but um, I hear it's good. Don't touch me. And then, um, <laughs> that'll be good. And so anyway, uh, our guild's been really good. We'll talk about WOG here in a couple of minutes, but I wanted to throw a couple of things out here. Um, besides Dan shouting us out um, on that tweet, uh, we got another one. Uh, remember the other day, uh, it was not, maybe not, it wasn't even last show, it was the show before. Remember I said I contacted CS about that uh, token issue that I had with the, uh, right, yeah. with the set bonus? Apparently, I ran into an old bug because I did it right. But um, uh, how do you, how would you say this? Uh, K K Madman. Okay, on Twitter, he said it's an old issue. Remove the gear and re put it on to see the set bonuses. Ridiculous process to work around a dumb bug, and it doesn't always happen. That's weird. So I totally have another set piece sitting out there that I don't need, but there it is. Um, but anyway, so at least I know I wasn't going absolutely crazy. Yes. Um. I mean, not absolutely, but well, you're you're a little crazy Look, all the time. I'm absolutely nuts, but I'm working through it, buddy. Thanks for your support, by the way. Uh, Just call me out. Yeah, I'm calling of, you out in front of all the people. So anyway, uh, so we were on passing casual. Yes, that's, we were. That's the uh, that was the other thing, and um, that episode is out. It's episode 18, profit, plunder, and packs. I like the alliteration. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I brought my usual. Um, tech, tech issues, issues along with it, absolutely. Drinks, which I think is important. Uh, and but we had a good time. It was fun. Uh, it was Elise, Mox was there, um, and Jesse, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and Sakari was there. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. We were talking mostly about um, our con experiences. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, with um, Elise went to mm-hmm. PAX. She did PAX East. PAX East, and um, which is in Boston. Right? Yeah, it, uh, we're gonna get in trouble. No, Boston? it's in Boston. Boston. Yeah. So anyway, we it was kind of nice talking about like little tips and tricks and stuff. And we met up with Jesse in San Diego last year. Yes, we did. Can't wait to do that again. Um, her and Chinook and master Lou, and we're going to do our meetup. We'll talk about that more later, but, um, but it was fun to kind of talk about 
something very geek, but in a Star Wars Yoda public podcast. Yeah, because we usually only touch on that stuff in our podcast. Indeed. So check that show out. We have a link in the show notes for sure. And of course, you know, if you want to hang in with us on the reg, (laughs) watch this segue. uh, You can uh, always join WOG. You can. Which runs on the Harbinger server. And I'll be there maybe half the time. Fridays or Saturday (laughs) nights. Uh, This week it's a Saturday. That's because of things. Um, But anyway, Friday or Saturday nights. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. It's a beginner's uh, ops group. And that's kind of where we're going to jump in here so we can game dude what were you doing well like i said earlier i finally finished chapters 12 and 13 uh which is kind of nice although i was a little disappointed that um i don't i don't know how i would have played them if i had actually played them a month separate right because 12 automatically leads right into 13 it does and it like it didn't even give me the option to click play it, it was just starts it just yeah. starts right into 13 i'm like and the storyline is like very continuous so i'm like right. If I had had that month off, I would have been a little bummed. Yeah, I played them only about a week and a half, two weeks apart, because it took me a couple weeks to get to uh, Chapter 12. But um, but 13 was fun. I really enjoyed that. We'll talk more about our impressions and stuff, I think, uh, in a discussion topic. Yeah, other than that, uh, we did WOG. So we did uh, uh, we did uh, Terror from Beyond. Um, I finally uh, finally won. This is like my eighth time trying Terror from Beyond, <laughs> and I finally completed it. Yeah, and we were getting, we almost got to the point to where we were done. Uh, Will was over at my house. It was getting late, and we what wiped three, four times. Some, and I was just getting frustrated. And Will was getting frustrated. I could feel it. I was just like, all right, dude, come on, we can do it, we can do it. And and we got through it. It was great. So and Lou was there. I think Jesse was there. Um, there was a, there was a full, full, uh, squad that night. So, uh, uh, Master Lou put up a tweet. He said, a completed TFB WOG run. Um, he said, TFB has nothing on WOG. Mic drop. <laughs> you gotta appreciate Master Lou for that. Yeah. Now, of course, in the next, uh, five times we try TFB, we're gonna wipe like crazy. Oh, yeah. We'll never pass it again. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we also did WOG this last week, this last Friday night. And we did a 16-man EV pub side um, run. Yeah, and this was very cool because... Um, I didn't get anything in that run, by the way. For two reasons. <laughs> um, it was very cool because I did get one uh, one piece, so that was cool. Nice. Um, but the other cool thing, it was the first time I ever went down the vault on the uh, the dropping steps. Completely, I always die because my (laughs) Wi-Fi is always crap. So it's like, okay, I should be dropping it, but then all of a sudden it's gone and I'm just falling. We have to like pull you out of the rubble. Yeah. And the (laughs) thing is, is I'm always like dead on the ground watching everybody fight. And the thing is, I never see what anyone's fighting because the eternal one is always there. It's the eternal one, right? Is that who we fight? Right, right. And uh, it's always not there because of my refresh rate is horrible and so uh yeah so i was actually able to see all the steps and i went down and i you're a winner i am and i tanked it solo you did we had a very rough start we almost gave up very rough because we encountered this weird bug um we were just getting our butts kicked by that stupid droid and we were Mm -hmm. all just like what the heck this has never been this hard right so we decided to leave the instance restart it and and then we were fine from then on um somebody kept uh you know aggroing fly, uh, trash mobs okay well that's just that's just wog <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh anything else you do this week you good mm-hmm. all right cool um i did a bunch of stuff in game this week i am catching up on work i'm finally getting to the last couple weeks of school i have a couple more major things to do and then i can play more games and do more writing and do more podcasting and i'm very excited about that oh i did write a poem this week nice i'm just throwing it out there well I caught it. Thank you. Isn't that that's 
adorable. Uh, so anyway, okay, you know what? Just, the way I said that just totally reminded me of it's putting on the Ritz, man. Thank you, Abergine. Or what? What, what is that from? Archer, the first episode oh, of Archer. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're obviously into Greek. Rough. Okay. Thank you, Abergine. Sorry, go ahead. I should go back to Archer bumpers. Oh yeah, we should. We're getting tangenty already. Archer and Deadpool bumpers. That's what we need to go back to. I'll get there. All right. So, oh, what did I do this week? I did a bunch of stuff. So yeah, what'd you do? I did a lot. I did, um, okay, so I finally got my Sith Warrior to 65. Awesome. And I basically ran him from like 50. That's pretty much all I did on Saturday while I was, and I'll get to this, I was watching uh, Musco's stream and I was nice. just leveling my Sith Warrior the whole time. Got him to 65 last night um, or yesterday afternoon. I was stoked on that. Uh, I have one more of my original eight tunes from the base classes. Um, or from all the classes to finish. That's my sniper. Oh, and you get to become a legendary player. Yeah. No, I have all the stories finished. Oh, okay. but I just don't have them all to 65. Um, but I need to get, uh, my sniper up. He's like 60, almost 60, I think. So I'm going to get there. Uh, I was, I basically was doing it during doing heroics, basically for the money. Right. And once you hit to 61, you get all the alliance crates. So I don't know if that's the most efficient way to level, but it actually was pretty quick because some of those are pretty, you know, really easy. Takes two minutes and you get 90 K with a boost. Right. Um, so that worked out really well. I got a bunch of achievements along the way. I also went back, um, cause I was kind of getting annoyed on my main with the, um, star fortresses unlocked. Um, and not having run them. So I ran them. Yeah. I think that's the next thing I'm going to do. It's okay. So I did them all, finished them all. Right. Um, I had done one and I did what Hoth, Bel Savis, and I think Narshada or something like that on heroic. Right. And the cool thing is, is you get a companion at the end and you get the, uh, hammerhead, the Athorian, you get, um, the, uh, I think he's, uh, I can't remember the race right now. He's furry and awesome. Yeah. I can remember, you know, yeah. I yeah. Know. I, you know what I'm talking about. And then, um, Anyway, and a couple of other ones, but it's kind of cool because you get a new companion at the end. They're already at level uh, 10 of uh, uh, affection or, right. or influence or whatever. And, um, and of course the achievements and you get some cool gear and stuff like that, but it was actually really easy, uh, to do on my tank because my tank is 65, all two sixteens. Yeah. The, I remember the last time we tried to go through Star Fortress, we were right. just like, we, we couldn't do it. Heroic solo. I'll tell you what. Doing ops helps. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> the, the last time we were going through, we were trying it on, like, 192 gear. Oh, yeah, that was bad. With uh, with a companion at, like, 15. Right. So I took Nico in. He was, like, at 37 influence. And, you know, like I said, my tank is 216. So he was just healing me. I was just standing there taking it. It was good. Yeah, I, I've got mostly 216, a couple of 220s, and I think one 208 on my sniper. Um, but because I went through the Chapter 12, I now have the upgraded sniper rifle oh, nice. nice and uh and so that actually put 220s in all of my because i already had 220s in my uh my main hand right and so i just moved those 220s into that one and i had the the, the boost nice and um so that was good and uh, so now my sniper rifle is just like killing people and uh my lana is up at i think 34 because cool. unlike you i mean you 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 tend to put all your community gifts into one person and one level person. them up I, I kind of like level up depending on who it influences most, right? Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So I, like, I've got Lana at 34. I've got Koth at like 28. Okay. Yeah. I have a couple other ones. I have a couple of other ones at 20 something. Um, I got, um, uh, that new companion I just was talking about. Right. Up to 20 something. But, oh, um, nice. but yeah, I was just giving him a bunch of gifts, but I have all my companion gifts on one tune. So yeah. Um, all right. So what was I going to say? Oh. 
the other thing about the Star Fortresses is that it has a chance to drop that walker mount, which is why, oh, nice. I, which is why I was trying to do it. I didn't get it, but I, I really wanted to do it. Um, but oh. it's, it was fairly easy, um, on, you know, on that difficulty with the tank and, right. and all that stuff. And, um, and yeah, so I, I felt good. I got a bunch of achievements this weekend. You'd be nice. proud of me. Oh, I'm happy. I know you kept saying achievement, yeah. achievement. <laughs> You're like, dude, this is not like you. It's freaking me out. I know it's weird, little weird. <laughs> All right. So- and then even I got in game, and the first in first in game whisper I got yeah. from you was achievement, achievement, winning. All right. Winning. So Dev Tracker, let's get to real quick news. Uh, there's a uh, what do you call it? There's a thread trying to figure out what weapon tunings you want to see. Um, Sorry, what weapons you want weapon tunings on in case there's not a weapon tuning slot on them. Right. Um, so if you are interested in that, I mean, I think all of them probably, but you know, if there's some spe- specific ones, you know, jump out there and do that. Um, there was an update on weapon tunings. Let me open this up because I don't remember what it, what this They was. are expensive on the GTN. <laughs> oh, I, they were like 20 million between, I think 16 and 20 million or more. Cause as it is right now, you can only get them in packs, right? Right. Um, maybe I should finally buy my first hyper crate. Yeah, but from what I understand, they're really rare. So nice segue. So Eric posted this pretty much right after we recorded last time. This is a, a week or so old now, but actually a little more than a week. But, uh, he made a point of saying there's a, a platinum r- rating on cartel packs on some items. Right. Um, and so he basically said just to alleviate any concerns which have arisen from my mention of platinum rating yesterday, I want to clarify a few points. There's no, there's no collection price difference between platinum and gold. So if you get it, you can still just unlock it. Right. Um, then we know collection price change um, from what is today. The sole intent of Platinum Rarity is to be more open about the drop rates associated with an item. If someday, if something is a Platinum item and is rare, a rare, rare item. So the other one is that unstable lightsaber. Oh, right. Which yeah. he was giving away in the stream, which I didn't get. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that stream. I'll get there in a minute. Um, so as an example, in the past shipment, there have been only two Platinum level items, the unstable lightsaber and dual saber. So... Uh, he's basically saying that, um, and I'm guessing, although they really haven't come out and said it, but, uh, what you call it is, is definitely probably a platinum rating. Yeah. The weapon tuning, the weapon tunings for sure. Um, which is okay. Yes. There's been some bugs, people being locked out of Alliance camps. Um, and so that should be fixed by now. The other thing, I don't know if you've checked out this vendor, but there's a vendor on, um, it was in the patch notes. Let me find it real quick because this is super cool. I don't know if you've been there yet, but there's some new legacy items available now. Oh, really? And there's a vendor. They replaced the level nine vendor. I don't want to say this wrong. So let me, they replaced the level nine vendor on the fleet where you get like, uh, oops, <laughs> like where you would have turned in your planetary stuff. Right. Right. So we read it, I think, and we just kind of glossed over it. So it says, the old level nine vendor on both fleets has been updated with a new adaptive moddable gear sets. So like, it's actually pretty cool. Cool. So like, they're really low level legacy moddable gear sets. So definitely, definitely check that out. There's a threads thanking, um, Bioware. It's a really good quality of life change just so you can get that legacy set and start moving stuff around if you need to, right? Nice. Um, there's a petition for server transfers. Um, People were kind of upset when they put the price up because it was short notice, but it was at 90 forever. So, yeah, you know, it really wasn't that short notice. It was almost no, a month. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was quite a month, but it was they basically said it was going up and right. then they said, OK, it's going up. And then it went up. Um, but there was a little petition and basically uh, they came back and asked and there hasn't been any uh, what update on this yet. But it says, to be honest, I haven't read all 30 
two pages of this thread. This has been Irving responding. But if we reduce tr- uh, transfer prices for a week, would that allow you all enough time to organize your guilds and transfer, etc.? There hasn't been a follow up to that yet, but I imagine in the next few weeks that's going to happen. Right. Um. So keep an eye on it. There's been some questions about the Eternal Championship uh, solo speed run challenge. Um. And I, of course, I didn't even, I couldn't even get past. I, I, I got past the first six. Um, I got past the first five. And, I lost on the six. Yeah, see, I got past six. I was feeling all good. But now I've got upgraded gear in the new the new sniper rifle, so I might try it. Yeah, I'm gonna try it again. That's my next. That's my next little thing. Um, but this basically, there's been a cheat that's been people were cheating the system. Uh, I guess no. it was. I guess shocking, right? I guess there was a way to, I guess, slash stuck and avoid certain conversations and stuff to speed it up. So basically, everything you do is being reported to them. So if they see that you've done this, you, you'll just be disqualified and you could be banned. So right. be, be careful. So don't do that, guys. Don't and do it. Don't do it. Um, there was some issues with the red eclipse and some rollbacks, but I think that got solved. Uh, only a couple other things here. Um, <laughs> there were actually somebody asked, why are there no Imperials in your, in your coffee teasers? And basically the reason was, you know, they always have that same Jedi Knight with all the teasers and stuff. Yeah. It's just to keep it consistent. Yeah. It's I mean, just to follow, because that's the whole point is that you're following the same character through multiple chapters of a story. So if they keep changing the protagonist in the story teasers. Yeah. It, It'd be confusing if anybody came in like, and was like, right. well, who's this guy? You know what I mean? So it makes sense. All right. It turns out both chapter 14 and 15 are coming in June. Wow. So we're going to get two chapters in just a few weeks here. Same week or is it going to be like two weeks separate? From what I understand, it's the same same update. Uh, it's going to be in 4.5. Let's see. Um, you can confirm both chapter 14 and 15 are coming in June as a note. That means that if you're subscribed on June 1st, you will get early access to both. So I'm assuming right. it's the both day, same day. So boom. Boom. Uh, so a couple new known issues for Game Update 4.4. The final encounter in the Eternal Championship is not providing loot. <laughs> which, well, it's a good thing you've got a speedrun going right, on. Which is why I brought this up, because that sucks. <laughs> um, and I guess, and remember, that's the other place where that walker can drop. Right. If I'm not mistaken. And Bolster is not applying the proper stats as well. So hopefully they get these fixed. In, well, in maybe that's why I can only beat up the top five. Indeed. Or the first five. Uh, maybe. Uh, class changes. We're not going to go over them. A million of them. Well, not. I mean, there's some for every class. I, th- I think my class had the least amount. It was like one line, <laughs> the Sith Assassin tank. Um, but anyway, um, but we have a link in the show notes. If you are interested in class changes, there's a whole long list of them for every class that are coming. So they are going to make the class changes in 4.5. They've been waiting for a while. And I think with um, PvP and everything else going on, I think it's time. Oh, so yeah. Start tweaking some stuff. So let's get to our discussion topic, dude. Before we before we spend all night here in Sotorland, um, I want to talk about a couple of things. First off, um, do you want to do twelve and thirteen first? No, let's do must go first. Okay, must go first. So Saturday at seven a.m. Pacific, Eric Musco went live on um, Sotor's Twitch stream and he played chapters one through thirteen straight. <laughs> he was done about. I want to say it was sometime between 8 and 9 o'clock, yeah, I think. Because it is about an hour of gameplay per chapter. Yeah, and it was about 15 hours, he said. Um, he predicted that it was going to be that. It was a lot of fun. I didn't expect myself to tune in. I usually do a bunch of stuff during on Saturday, but we didn't have a lot planned this weekend. So, basically, I did all my errands and stuff during the day, and then I just kind of sat down at my computer around, I don't know, 12.30, 1 o'clock. And I kind of sat there most of the day. 
And I was, I was playing, you know, <clears throat> like I said, I was playing my Sith Warrior. I was doing some stuff in game. Um, but it was a lot of fun. He was just, he was playing. He was interacting with the, uh, the chat room. Tate had contests going on. It was basically like their normal live streams, like they used right. to be. Yeah. Where it's just kind of more free form. But, um, but he was just playing, but it was just, it was longer and it was really cool. And he was just playing and Tate would sometimes throw codes in the, in the chat, which was really super annoying because. By the time you put it in there, it's already been taken. I know. I don't know how people have such. I think they must use some sort of software or something. God it's you. it's crazy, dude. Like I was like, all right, I'm sitting there watching it, and I see it. I cut and paste it. Boom, boom. I got my login already going. Already been taken. I was like, yep. seriously. Um. So anyway, that was kind of. I didn't win anything, but they were giving out a bunch of stuff every time a guest came on. Um. He had a bunch of people that would come on. Um. Uh. From the studio would come in. And, uh, every time they came in, they got to pick the, the word for the drawing. Okay. So that was kind of fun. Um, so you type a word in chat and then they'd pick a winner. I never won, but it is what it is. <clears throat> so I gave, I gave Eric some crap. I said hi to him at some point. He's like, what's up, Marshall? So that was kind of cool. Um, it's been a while since I've seen him, but it was kind of a bummer because they said, Hey, <laughs> so am I going to see you in San Diego again this year? Right. Right. And he said, well, as of right now, it doesn't look like we're going to Comic-Con. And I was like, no. That blows. And so I sent him an email. And basically, I'm like, look, man. And if he listens to this show, which I know he doesn't, but it'd be nice if he did. Because um, we're awesome. Uh, yeah, we are. But I told him, uh, look, it'd be really cool for our meetup if we could get some cool prizes and stuff. Um, right, yeah, Since absolutely. they're not going to make it. And they always have awesome sh- swag when they go to the cantinas and stuff. So, I mean, not that we're going to replace the, the cantina, but no. you know, we're, we're giving an option. But we're we're going to be one of the only SWOTOR meetups down there. Exactly. As of right now. So um, that's our goal, guys. So if you're going to be in San Diego, um, it's going to be either Friday or Saturday night as of right now at Mission Brewery. And um, we're going to have more details to come very, very soon. But... Since Swotor is not going to be there, it was kind of a bummer, but I was trying to hint, see if there was going to be any other can- uh, California cantinas. He had said, and I checked before we recorded and it hadn't happened yet, but he had said that today, Monday, they were going to post some stuff about future cantinas and they haven't yet. So Interesting, because it's 10 o'clock Central Time. Indeed. Um, the other thing about this, um, on a teeny cast, they, um, they were saying uh, on there's a Reddit thread apparently. And the Reddit thread, I'm just double checking. And the Reddit thread was saying how Zors, remember that, that guild, that high end guild? I don't yeah. remember. Um, the one that, that won the, yeah, the, the guild race or whatever and then left and then left. <laughs> so I guess some, they say that Bioware said they were only going to focus on story for two, the next two years. And this is something that Utini Cast reported that they saw on there. And Utini Cast is usually pretty good about this stuff. Um, someone called Eric Musco on it on, in the chat and he said, um, well, you know, if, uh, what did they say? Can you confirm or deny? And he said, well, if you heard it on the internet and we haven't said it, then we probably didn't say it or something like that. You know right. what I mean? So, um, it, it's, it's entirely possible that people are just saying things, but it, it's also, we're, we're trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, but on that note, as far as Oz, cause of course people were asking about that. He says, look, just because we aren't saying anything about it doesn't mean we're not working on it. You know, and they've been okay. It's the same thing with PvP, and he used that as an example. And he said, this, and then there were two new maps. Been it since since a release, and mm-hmm. people still don't get it. Mm-hmm. So overall, um, I have to imagine they're still working on stuff. It was a lot of fun. I hope they do something like that again. Musco is really fun on 
in that setting. Right. Um, and the community was having a good time. Master Lou and a bunch of other community sotorista and stuff jumped in the stream in the evening towards the end. And, and it was, it was really neat kind of interacting with people, um, on there. So yeah, man, it was nifty. I didn't win anything. You know, you, you, the RNG guys do not like you. No, they do not. So 12 and 13. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed them. I, um, I really liked 12, the gameplay of it. Yeah. Um, the storyline was a little weird for me. I didn't enjoy the... Well, you played on a sniper, right? I did. Um, and I love Darren DePaul, but just the interaction with, with uh, Valkorian was a little weird for me. I really dug the interaction between um, the Outlander and uh, Satil and, yeah. and Mar. And Mar, that was cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I... Um... I thought it'd be interesting. I played it from in a you know force user, and you okay, played it from a non force user. Exactly. So for me, it felt fine because I feel like I'm like, oh, I've got this crazy dude in my head, and I'm trying to deal with it. Um, but you're like, I'm just a sniper. Exactly. Uh, That's what it is. And, they, and they, they keep referencing that it's like you're used to uh, controlling things from from behind the scenes and everything, right. and you're not used to having this interaction with this sort of thing. And then when you're actually going to complete the weapon at the end of 12 right um they're helping you right because they're the force users well, because you're not a force user exactly right? um by the way minor spoilers here most people play 12 and 13 yeah, this is two months ago so. yeah if you haven't played 13 yet you might want to skip ahead a couple minutes we're gonna, just going to talk briefly but um but yeah i enjoyed 12 um i actually like 13 a whole lot better Oh yeah, because you have the whole interaction between Galt and Vet and, and Hilo and and I really like Vault. Uh, Vault. I really like Galt. I liked him in the regular story. Oh my gosh, line. is is Vault the new shipper name for Galt and Vet? <laughs> I like that dude. That's good. <laughs> if only they were actually together, then that'd be a perfect name for him. Um, but I like the interaction. I like that Hilo and um, Galt had a history. I really enjoyed Vet. She's so much fun when she picked up Spewy and stuff like that. Like, I know, that's right? Just, that's just way too much fun. Um, the Wookiee noise thing and all that. I mean, did you get to do the Wookiee noise? Mm-mm. Oh, you didn't? You no, didn't? what's the Wookiee noise? Oh, um, when, uh, I think it's the part where you have to do a Wookiee noise in order for the guy to come out because you're trying to get the guy out of the cylinder. Remember? No. Oh, I think you have to just, uh, pick certain things. Yeah, it had to have been a certain. I thing. had heard that it was coming, so I made sure that I did it. Um, but every, I guess every voice actor did it, did their own Wookiee noise, and so <laughs> I watched. I watched uh, um, uh, on Eric's stream. I, I watched Musco's stream, and his voice was his Wookiee noise was way better than my the assassin's Wookiee noise. It was pretty funny. That is really funny. Um, but anyway, so that was kind of cool. I I don't know. I really I mean, I might have just gone. I mean, because I was tired, I might have just gone yeah. past and not even realized it. No, yeah, no biggie. Um, I, I like that storyline. I like the little heistness of it. I liked, um, I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, I like that I, you know, Galt and Vet. I, I'm glad to have them. So yeah, I liked, uh, that, that a whole bunch of people from different parts of the alliance had to work together to make the heist work. Yeah. And so it was a nice way for it to bring the alliance feel into it. Right. Um, although I didn't, the, the one thing I didn't care about throughout 11, 12, 13 is the whole, uh, force fight between Kaleo and Eric Jorgen. Oh, and no matter yeah. which way you chose, there's going to be a fight between them, right? Uh, and I guess, well, I watched Eric make the hard decision. There's, there's, you know, you can make some decisions that actually matter in that. Oh, yeah. At the end of thirteen, so I thought that was interesting. I like having those choices. I didn't. I like both those characters, and I thought that it was a little forced. So, um, you know, overall. 
it's nice to have the choice that matters, but you're right. I thought that was a little, that was a little off too. Um, I, I, I was okay with the, how did you feel about the difference between, cause 12 and 13 have a very different amount of actual combat. Like 12, 12 is a lot of cutscenes. Well, there's a lot of cutscenes. Um, and I felt like, I've kind of felt like, which one had more though? I felt like 13, I guess it was more fighting in 13, huh? It seemed scenes. like there's more action. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was just the type. Twelve of... was a lot more of going around and clicking. Yeah, I didn't like that. Although that I much. did like those things where you could you could click on like the pylons and it would pull you up to a different thing. Yeah, that was cool. This, that was a really cool way to to kind of utilize that, and that you could tame beasts, and that was cool. Right. Yeah, that was cool too. I um, like that. I that you had to go around and find the the holocrons. Mm. Although I wish they were datacrons because we haven't had any planets with datacrons in a long time. That's a good point. And this would have been a prime opportunity for them to put in Odessa and Datacrons. All right, man. So overall, um, we have three chapters left. Yeah, I've, I'm really enjoying the content so far. And I'm actually really looking forward to going through these chapters with um, a Force user and mm-hmm. like a light side Force user. Yeah. Um, I actually, like I said last week, I started with my Jedi Knight. Just so I could get a different perspective, but I don't. I think that's a dark side dude anyway. So I don't know what I'm going to do. It's yeah, hard for me to run through all this again. Yeah. Well, I've gone through now one. We were talking 13. 15 hours of content. Yeah, I've gone through one through 13 with my sniper. I've gone through one through nine with my bounty hunter, and I've gone through one through six with my uh, smuggler. So wow. I just need to work my smuggler through. You're a better man than me. Should we do a quick podcast corner before Star Wars? Sure. Because I, I just impromptu. Um, sans pants. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> Actually, I do have a sans pants, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, I'm going to throw out. Well, I am going to throw out a Kevin, uh, uh, sans pants real quick. Because, all right. So they put out another. Remember, I talked about their their audio books on tape thing, yes. the D and D thing, right? They put out another one. That's that, a cassette tape, but it actually is a flash it's a drive. USB flash drive. Yeah, so it's awesome. Um, they put out another one of those, and of course, you know, when they do that, I just buy it because I do. But they have a bunch of bonus stuff on there. One of the things was called Dinosaur Park. <laughs> I know you were talking about. I this know it might be the best thing I've ever heard. Hilarious. Uh, it's a 1985 tabletop role playing game, apparently, and the guys are sitting there playing it. Um, and it's it's two it's three guys, um, but they kind of play themselves, and it's kind of like a, a cross between like Jurassic Park. And like some weird, very dark, anything can go kind of D and D thing. You know, it's a freaking blast. I dude. don't know if you remember. There's a really old, very early '80s Tom Hanks movie called Mazes and Monsters, Mm-mm. and he was like not the main star. But of course, when they released it on DVD, it's got his picture on the cover. Right. Same sort of thing. Very dark D and D sort of thing. And it's like just for an example, there. <laughs> You know how, like, in D&D, you have hit points? Yeah. Their hit points <laughs> were 10 Argentinian children. <laughs> so anytime an Argentinian... That Argent- is so wrong. And every time an Argentinian child would die, if they all died, then they would die. Ugh. But they did it in a way it, was, it wasn't, right. like, gross and lame, but it was really right. funny the way they did it. So if you want to give some money to, to one of my favorite podcasters, a uh, group of podcasters out there... Uh, do that. You'll find links on their on their sites all over the I place. I almost regret turning you on to Plumbing the Death Star oh. like eight months ago. And there's 130 episodes of Plumbing the Death Star Jeez. on this on this audio thing, plus uh, talking loudly over films and a couple other things. It's really cool. They they are a good podcast network, and they're just they have a variety of stuff. It's a lot of fun to listen to. It's something you can listen to more than once. Like I can't go back and listen to like 
early episodes of Coffee with Kenobi, for example. Right. It's just something I don't normally because do. Because a lot of it is like news content. This is content content. And this so is just like stories and stuff that you catch little nuances and stuff. It's a lot well, of It's fun. like I can go back and listen to certain old po- uh, episodes of Babylon. Exactly. Because it's just... You, it's comedy you love stuff. the jokes. Yeah. It's comedy, right? One um, one more, um, since I'm just throwing this in here, I didn't even have this, this in the show notes, but Kevin Smith, I just re- recently listened to one of his latest episodes of Fat Man on Batman. Right. And ben- him and Bernardin are talking to, um, oh, his name just flew in my head, the guy who plays Zoom in, um, oh, yeah, I know that's, who you're that's a slight yeah. spoiler, actually, but. Uh, and in the flash if you keep it up with the flash well it's actually there was a little bit of news about that that there actually was a spoiler like a year ago about that character right and uh uh teddy sears is his name yeah and uh really cool guy um that was a that was a fun part i didn't get to listen to the back end of it because they started talking about uh kevin smith's episode which i haven't watched which yet. i haven't watched yet so definitely check that out um i really like when they interview um when they interview people, especially someone like that, it was a really cool interview. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, two podcasts really quick I want to mention is I know I mentioned, I think, two or three weeks ago, the the West Wing Weekly. Yep. Um, I'm continuing to listen to that, and it's a fantastic podcast. Uh, definitely give it a listen if you were a fan of the West Wing because they've brought on, uh, so far, uh, Dula Hill, who played Charlie, uh, Janelle Maloney, who played Donna. Uh, they brought in uh, Eli Atley, who is a writer. Um, who started as a speechwriter for Gore. Um, so they brought in a whole bunch of people that are, are parts of the, the show. Right. So it's very, very cool. I really enjoy it. Um, especially as a West Wing fan. Um, but I've also started listening to the 538, uh, elections podcast. 538 is Nate Silver's group. Okay. Um, he originally started in sports, uh, uh, prognostication. Yeah. Um, but then he moved over to politics and he was really, um, kind of like what's his name? A little bit. Um, went from ESPN to MSNBC. No, that's that's Nate. Are we Silver. talking about the same guy? Yeah, that's Nate Silver. He uh, um, he like really hit it out of the park in 2008. He picked every single House, Senate, and presidential race correctly. Oh wow! Um, and then he did really well in 2012 as well. But now he's left the MSNBC thing and he's gone back to ESPN. So it's a lot more sports stories and okay. stuff like that. But this is, and they have a whole bunch of different podcasts. Um, one about sports and stuff like that. Sweet. Um, but this one is about the election. So they cover all the, the, the uh, primaries and stuff. And so I, cool. I just really enjoy it because it gives a, a good logical look at all because it uses uh, data to back up everything. But sorry, a little side. What's that's- the guy's name? It's not, it's not who you're saying. There's another guy. He used to work for ESPN. He got fired. Oh, you're thinking of Keith Olbermann. Keith Olbermann. That's no, it. totally different. Okay, that's... Oh, I no, was going to kill he, me if I couldn't think of that guy. Yeah, name. Keith Olbermann is very much like... I mean, a comparing... But he's like the Glenn Beck for the, for the left. He, uh, right. he really right. drives on drama, yeah. is a good way to put it. Nate Silver's group, 538... And they call it 538 because that's how many elected uh, federal positions there are. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, but it's 538, and they do nothing but data-driven content. So nice. it's very cool. Zach Stentz is the other is the other half of that con- that that Kevin Smith podcast. He's the writer who wrote the episode that Kevin Smith directed. Oh, right. So that's what I haven't listened to yet. I do, I want to give him credit because uh, writers are awesome. Yes, they are. All right, let's do this. I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Stand in our way. I will finish what 
You know what's funny is I didn't think we'd have that much Star Wars stuff for today. But we have we have a good amount. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's not going to take us all night, thankfully, because we have a lot of other stuff to do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> all right, so news. I was, I was originally hoping to be done by 9. <laughs> that's not happening. Well, it's not. But that's okay. Uh, 9.30. That's my goal. That's an hour and a half. That works. Let's go. <laughs> Should we start? Let's start. Okay, let's go. Star Wars Celebration 2017 has been announced. Can they just do it in California? They did the first one in California. Can they come back to California? Oh, I'm sure they're going to do it Do it next. <laughs> uh, Orlando, Florida. I'm okay with that. I'll try to make it. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, I would love to... It, the problem is I think tickets go on sale like in the next couple weeks. That's the problem. I heard that on another podcast. It goes up quick. That's that, weird. I, I would think that they would wait until after this current one. You would think. Speaking of the current one, uh, Rogue One director Gareth Edwards and Lucasfilm president uh, Keith... Uh, hmm. Kathleen Kennedy are heading to Celebration Europe. Yeah, you kind of could have seen that one coming. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, do you think... Uh, okay, so the point of this story, right, is to highlight the fact that Gareth Edwards is going. Yeah, and actually, a little side note here. He has officially backed out of directing Godzilla 2. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, I am thinking that Kennedy and he might be trying to get him to... Maybe do something later in the Star Wars. Okay. Run. Maybe another anthology or. Yeah. Well, I don't think maybe nine has a director already, doesn't it? Or does it? No, not yet. Nine doesn't. So no, they, maybe eight has Ryan Johnson. Nine, they everyone keeps saying, "Oh, we gotta try to get Spielberg," but no, I. I if they know. really like Edwards, they might want to go with him for nine, depending on how Rogue One does. Yeah, it totally depends on on what the feeling of because everybody has a different feel directorially. For sure. For sure. Um, you want to skip these? Yeah, let's go and skip. Okay, them. I don't want to. Well, we'll just put in. We had a couple of uh, mashups. There's Star Wars and Top Gun, and we'll then leave the links in. And then Empire Inspector. So uh, if you want to watch some interesting <laughs> videos, uh, just check them out in our show notes. Yeah, they're in the show notes. Uh, I haven't watched them yet. We'll have. I'll check them out. Maybe we'll talk about them in real reviews. Uh, so let's talk about something I didn't see coming, but I'm a, a few issues behind. But. Darth Vader, Marvel Star Wars, Darth Vader is ending. In yeah, this is the first of the ongoing runs that are going to be ending. So I'm I'm guessing the Star Wars is going to be behind it, right behind it. Um, or are they going to well, continue with Star Wars? I can see the Star Wars could keep going because it doesn't necessarily have to. They can jump the time frame around. That's with that, true. That's true. Whereas Vader is kind of a finite thing. Exactly, especially since they might be ending the Vader one to because especially if Vader shows up in, in Rogue, Rogue One, one yeah. Um, then they might start tying the Vader storyline into the 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 upcoming Rogue One comic. Gotcha. Which I think they said starting in October, which makes sense. Sweet. That'd be awesome. Uh, let's get to films. Oh, uh, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Basically, okay, so this is one of those titles that's very misleading. It says, Ewan McGregor provides update on status of Obi-Wan Kenobi solo film. No. He basically says, if they approach me, I would want to do it. Yes. That's essentially what he says. Uh it's almost kind of has that feel of a uh Ryan Reynolds kind of Deadpool almost. Not quite as intense, but like I really want to do this. Don't you guys want to do it? You yeah, know, he's not driving it as much as I mean no, no, Ryan no. Reynolds was driving hard right. for Deadpool. I mean that was being a little extreme. No, no, but, I totally understand. But, right. but no, he's he's definitely floating it out there and I think a a a Kenobi solo story would be good. Indeed. Especially based on the book. And we've talked about this before, which I think is I think would be good. Um, this was kind of a funny story. Even Greedo thinks Han shot first in Star Wars. <laughs> How did this come about? Uh, this Well, here's the thing. The actor that played Greedo, <laughs> he basically says, so real quick, uh, 
it said it all in the original script. We played the scene in English, and at the end of the scene, it read, Hans shoots the alien. It all says it, and that's what <laughs> happened. Actor Paul Blake, who played Greedo in the film, told New York Daily News. Yes, even Greedo agrees that Han Solo should have taken the shot he did originally. And he basically goes on to say it would be lovely to see them go back to the original version. I much preferred it, I must say. And it does give Greedo a little more glory if he's just um, if he's just blown away. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll definitely get a little bit more clarification on this when Peter Mayhew finally gets to the scene when he's, cause he's tweeting out the script. Oh, right. Pages. He's still doing that. Yeah. So when he finally gets to the cantina scene with them, uh, yes. we'll get a clarification. Sounds good. Um, this one I thought was a little interesting. Boba Fett, original main villain in six. Really? Uh, before it became Return of the Jedi and before it was even Revenge of the Jedi and fairly well known early title, it could be, uh, could have been a very different movie. Um, when there are going to be nine films, the trilogy seven, eight, nine were going to be about Luke confronting Darth Vader and the Emperor, according to Inverse.com. Interview with Craig Miller, former Lucasfilm fan relations officer. That meant episode six would be much more Boba Fett and Han Solo centric. Oh, because they were just basically going to extend, stretch it out, right? Yeah. So it basically says originally uh, Boba Fett was set up uh, in Empire as a character, and the third movie's plot was going to be more about Boba Fett rescuing Han Solo and all of that. Which so. kind of makes sense with his unceremonious dumping into the Sarlacc pit. Uh, indeed. So, anyway. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I, no. I, <laughs> I don't know if I would have minded seeing that. I mean, he's such a beloved character anyway. I mean, uh, but then again, you know. Okay, you know what it's I love? It's hard to go back now and like be like, well, what a, would I have liked that better? It's, I mean, I love Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, this is one thing I love about Galaxy of Heroes is when you're fighting Boba Fett. In the, uh, the, um, not in any in individual Boba Fett, but when you're fighting him in the, uh, the fight, certain fights, and he dies, he makes that noise of when he's dropping into the Starlight Pit. Oh, does he? And then when you beat Vader, he makes the noise that Anakin made when he's in the suit of going, no! No way. How can I never notice that? Because you probably never listen with the audio up. Oh, I never have the audio on. But yeah, turn the That's audio on. <laughs> Next time you're fighting Boba Fett or, or Vader in their, their individual fights, not when you're fighting them in like a cantina battle or anything. Oh, I see. But in their, All right. It's, it's pretty funny. All right, here's the big news, dude. You go ahead. Aiden Ironreich will be the new Han Solo. I don't even know how he said Alden Iron, Enreich? Ironreich? Is that how? He- uh, Aaron Reich? Yeah, whatever. We'll get to know it over the next few years. Indeed. Um, they have a nice little side by side of young Han and him. It's not yeah, too bad. Yeah, I can see it. And you know they're going to be doing a little work on him. So. I don't know what he did. Oh, so I guess he recently appeared in the Coen Brothers Hail Caesar. Yeah, he evidently knocked it out of the park in that one. So I haven't seen that movie yet. I have not. And it's on my list to watch. Indeed. Uh, all right, man. So, I mean, that's all we know, really. I mean, we don't, he says, I mean, that's, we don't have anything else. Right. Well, it's the next uh, Star Wars story film after Rogue One. So right. it's going to be the film that's released after episode eight. Right. Um, and speaking of, director Chris Miller uh, has a little tease for the next Ooh, Han, Solo, really? Han Solo movie. Let's see what he says here. He says, can't wait to get shooting. He wrote on Twitter for May the 4th, aka Star Wars Day, the picture he included, well, Han Solo's signature DL-44 heavy blaster pistol, of course. Nice. That is BA. I wish I had that. <laughs> okay, you will laugh aside. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, speaking of videos we probably won't have time to talk about, Rogue One, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I did not. It's <laughs> The Rogue One trailer is done in uh, Lego. I, I actually wouldn't mind taking the time to watch this really let's, quick. Let's take a peek real quick, because this will be entertaining for us. State your name for the record. Jen Erso. 
Um, but I do have to say, is a blasphemy for me to say, I think I like that trailer better. <laughs> the Lego trailer is amazing. All Although right. I think it would have been even more awesome if they gave Forrest Whitaker's character the lazy eye, even on the oh, Lego. Oh, yeah. I think that's important. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So finally, definitively, the Star Pablo Wars. Pablo Hidalgo comes yeah. out. Finally. And this is the Star Wars story group says Leader Snoke is not Plagueis. Aww. It kind of makes me sad. A little bit. Because... You know what I love is... Did you read the story? Yeah. I love how it says that he came out and said... It was like in a tweet or something. And he said uh, that... that uh, Snoke is Palpatine, Snoke? No, the Palpatine killed Plagueis. Right. He killed him. He killed him. <laughs> like multiple... And then people still thought that was too vague. <laughs> it's like, so how can I say this? Um, murdered? Killed? destroyed i can do this all day but he's dead he's dead <laughs> because that's how the the sith get their power anyways so. yeah you gotta kill your master that's the way it goes but i just love how then somebody actually said it was too vague oh god <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love star wars fans all right so tom hardy is rumored uh to have a role in star wars episode eight uh i don't i don't know no well we've already we've already talked about how the the royal the royals are already involved oh that's right he's one of them right <clears throat> no 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 he's not tom hardy's uh, tom hardy was nominated for best supporting actor for um uh the revenant and yes. he was also mad max in uh that's why he looks familiar fury road right he didn't really say much he was also in inception mm. i like that movie Yes, um, but it looks like he's going to be doing uh, another one of the Stormtrooper sort of things like Daniel Craig. It's kind of what it looks like. Uh, Boyega says Star Wars Episode Eight is darker, bigger. I really hope so, because it's pretty much taking the place of Empire yeah, and, in this trilogy. And this is, I'm, I think I'm more excited about this film oh, yeah. than any of the other ones, because Empire is my favorite, and because it is bigger and darker. Yeah, well, the middle one has always got to be dark, because it's the turning point that before it that that is the culmination of conflict yeah there's there's a couple things in here i wanted to read uh he says ryan johnson is great it's a different take darker bigger boyega even preemptively shut down uh doubters by pointing out that someone will say how did you get bigger from than force awakens but it's crazy boyega also addressed potential romance between his character finn and daisy ridley and he says yes finn and ray they're just friends Finn is a stormtrooper, so he doesn't really know what's going on. So the romance thing is something um, that's going to be interest- interesting in the next installment. It's not going to, sorry, it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go, which really could mean anything. Yes. Moving on. Um, news. More stuff. That's game news. Oh, Star Wars game, game news. news. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually. I saw. I saw you put this in here, but I didn't know what it was. This is a good one. Um, this is something that got announced very recently. EA announced a new Star Wars game coming from Respawn Entertainment, and the best way, I guess, really what it's coming out, it's going to be a uh, a third person action adventure game. Um, and so it's. Are we talking about console, PC? Well, it's from. Okay, so today I'm thrilled to be able to announce EA and the talented team at Respawn Entertainment have expanded our relationship to include the development of an all new third person action adventure game set in the Star Wars universe. Um, they join other great studios, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so Respawn did Titanfall. Right. Um, which is one of their bigger games. That's pretty much all we know about it. I would have. I am when they say third person action adventure, I think immediately like something like Uncharted or something like that. Um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but I mean, very cinematic probably. So because it's Star Wars, but I mean, I'm interested to see how this goes. I personally, what I would rather see, um, and I don't know what this is, so I can't really say I'd rather see it. 
I would rather see something very much more like Skyrim, like open world mm-hmm. um, in the Star Wars universe, um, single player. I mean, that's kind of that's not really even like something more sandboxy. Like, I think they're not going to do anything sandboxy for this foreseeable future, simply for the reason of they don't want to invite uh, continuity and canon issues. No, you're right. I just want that. Oh, I know you do. I just want to like go into a cantina, sit down and drink for a while. Then get up and rob everybody. Hey, you want galaxies back? No, I just want Skyrim in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Battlefront. There's a new trailer. uh, No, not new trailer. New Star Wars Battlefront in 2017 with content from new films. That's going to be cool, but I don't know how Battlefront's doing. It's it's good for a minute, but I don't... Yeah, again, I've just... It just goes back to the fact I've never been a big first-person shooter person. And as much as, you know, in, in MMO, you... Do do first person shooter stuff. Do do. I said do do. <laughs> um, it's not the same sort of content. Indeed. Parks. This is. A, did you see this? The Bob Iger thing. Oh yeah. Well, Bob Iger a couple years ago said that he had no plans of that. He was originally going to f- end leaving in 2015. He was oh, going to okay. leave, and then he bumped it to 16, and now I think it's 18. Okay. But he said that's not going to get extended. So he's done. Yeah. All right. Which kind of makes sense, and I. I really don't know who is going to be in line. It might be Alan Horn, uh, who runs the Disney side of things. Right. It might be Kathleen Kennedy, who runs Lucasfilm. It might be uh, John Lasseter, who runs Pixar. You know, it, it could be a few different people. But I honestly think it's going to end up being somebody like Eisner or Iger, more like Alan Horn, somebody behind the scenes. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So we have a couple things ride based. Okay, this one I didn't even see before, so no, I want to watch. The I movie. haven't. I, I know I haven't played this one. I haven't watched it because I'm a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan. As am I. Uh, the not I love the movies, but the ride is my the favorite. The ride itself is park, fantastic, right? So apparently, the new Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Shanghai is ridiculous. From what I from the title of this article, so let's find out. Dude, I've got to go on that ride. Okay, that's all right. That is ridiculous. Okay, so here we are. We took a brief break. Watch this thing. Okay, so uh, should that, we talk about this for a minute? Okay, that looks like the most incredible ride experience I've ever seen. I Okay, so the, one of the reasons I love pirates, you sit, you watch, you see, you smell, yep. you listen to music. It's just, it, the whole experience is great. It's very immersive. It is. It looks like they basically started where the other pirates left off and went through all the movies, underwater, and all this stuff. Like, all the main people that you remember from the original ride, like the people in the cell and the dog, they're all skeletons now. Yes, yes. So, this is important. Check out the link in the show notes. Let us know what you think. Yeah, if you never watch any of our links, follow this one. I mean, I put all these links in the show notes. Why would you not be looking at them? I know, right? So, the point is this. Not going to China anytime soon. No. No chance. But I would sign any petition that brings this version of this ride to the park in some way or another. Even if you were to put it in California Adventure or something. Just like, I want. I don't want to lose the old one, but this one is ridiculous. I know. Because parts of it, you're going sideways, you're going backwards, the video is insane. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Neither have I. Anyway, so it's basically a dude. In the ride, filming the ride. So check yeah. it out. It's about eight minutes long. It's very good. 
Yeah, moving on. Should we talk about other rides? Because there's no place for any other spot in our show for these. I know, right? Um, yeah, so the uh, the new Tron coaster. Indeed. Which is, uh, I believe, also at Shanghai. Uh, it is. Right? Yeah. Shanghai Disney. Yes. Tron coaster. This uh, is just a little... I, I didn't I didn't check this out yet. Yeah, but. it's a it's a no. It actually shows part of the ride. Does it? Um, but the ride play seems very much like the not very fun ride called Pony Express. Oh, okay. Because you're basically riding light cycle. Oh, I see him. Okay. Oh, that looks cool. And what you do is you get on like you're getting on a bike, and then they clamp onto your calves and they clamp on your back. Oh, that's badass. That looks fun. Oh, no way. Yeah, and it's outside, too. Part of it's outside. Okay, that looks fun. So when are we going to Shanghai Disney? I know, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that would that looks amazing. Uh, really want to go there. Yeah. Um, it's in China. I know, right? China's far away. It is far away. Uh, the Joker roller coaster... Is getting is getting his first test run at Six Flags, and we took a look at the uh-huh. mock-up of yeah. uh, the uh, not the mock-up the um, the animated thing of this, but Indeed. now this is the actual video of it. I'm still gonna say nope. <laughs> I want to. I haven't but, seen this but yet. Let's check this out. Oh, okay, now it's showing in first person. No, can't do that. Um, I stay with my original assessment of nope. Nope. Um, that this actually terrible. might this actually might have convinced me to actually do it. That looks terrible. Looks There's no awesome. by no stretch of imagination when I go on that ride. It looks and awesome. I love roller coasters. That's saying a lot, dude. Looks awesome. Anyway, apparently there's a Hulk roller coaster since we're talking about roller coasters. Yeah, well, they've actually had a Hulk roller coaster. I believe it came out when the movie came out with the the oh, Edward Norton movie. Yeah. Um, but they're doing a relaunch of it to make it more Hulk. Cool. Universal Studios Orlando. Yes. Boom. All right. That's enough uh, roller coaster stuff. Let's- I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get to our... Oh, well, we have a sad thing. I don't even know who he is. Oh, well, he was... Well, I mean, you can open it up and I might know who he is once I see him. Um, They talked about him on Babylon. Oh! Yeah. He was like 90-something, though, so... Star Trek and True Blood actor William Shallard has died. Yeah. Uh, he played, he was a TV dad a lot in Patty Duke show. Yep. Um, what else? He was one of the greatest TV dads of all time, it says. Uh, a TV Guide's list of the greatest TV dads of all time in 2004. He was in um, the Star Trek series, uh, True Blood. Uh, he's got the uh, Trouble with Tribbles episode. Yeah, he was in his, that one. was his famous one. He was also in... Uh, Quite a few uh, soap operas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also well known for uh, roles in Heat of the Night, Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and Inner Space. Um, he was uh, born in 1922, so died at 90 something. Uh, I think wow. he was doing okay, 93. Big wow. bucket of wind to steal from Kevin yeah. Smith. Man. Wow. Sad to see him go. It's a lot of, he did a lot of stuff. He did. All right, so let's get to conventions real quick because we have a lot, but I'm going to shorten it. So. San Diego Comic Con. It's all Comic Con now. Okay. Uh, so first thing, Comic Con HQ um, has launched and it's beta. I signed up. You do have to put a credit card in, but they don't. But they charge don't charge you. you until July. I remember. I uh, I saw this uh, when we um, Chinook Chinook mentioned it, yeah. it in in Twitter, mm-hmm. and I just haven't gone to it to sign up, but mm-hmm. I definitely need to. They have a lot on there, like Alf. Like there's a couple. There's some weird stuff I didn't think was going to be on there, like 
an episode of Alf. There was all kinds of stuff on there. Right. Um, also, on that note, Con Man Season 2 is going to be on Comic-Con HQ. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because so Season 1 was on... Um, I can't remember. Not Hulu. Not Oh, it was, uh, I think it was Amazon. Possibly. But uh, their new home is Comic-Con HQ. So we'll see how that goes. Perfect. Uh, Game of Bloggers is going to return for cool. Season 2. And we went last year. We, we did. had mixed reviews, but I like what Tony Kim's doing. I just feel like he's gotten really big now. Yeah. And especially if he does a lot of panels at many different conventions. Um, I just, I was a little, I was hoping for a little bit more networking and it was a little bit more schmoozing than I was expecting. Right. So eh, maybe we'll check it out. Probably not. Uh, and the big one for us, I think is Nerd HQ is returning. Yeah, and, this is the one did by uh, Zachary Levi, and they're going back to the Children's Museum. Yeah, it was it was pretty well there. It's uh, it's just on the other side of Gaslamp, so a lot of people were complaining about the location. I didn't. It's really it's just at the other end of the the run. It's just you just have to go the other way. A lot of the other stuff is the other direction. Is the other thing um, right? It's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. I do like the venue. Some people were I noticed in the comments were compa- complaining about the venue. Um, I hope they don't do the same wristband thing though. Because that was a little we, had, well, the, we were kind of stuck with that all weekend, but yeah, it was the RFID stuff. Yeah, well, it was just the same thing that we got at, at Silicon Valley Comic Con, right. so it's it just, just tight. It was, <laughs> uh, but I'm excited, man, to see what they do. Um, and I'm gonna keep looking out on their site. Uh, probably get back on the app and stuff. And if they do, I wouldn't mind getting in at least one of the paid panels. Um, yeah, just so we can. It's not like Geek and Sundry, who I we think are gonna we're gonna be there too, but. It's not like that at at the Children's Museum. It was a little bit. It was a little different. You have to pay ahead of time. They only have a certain amount of seats. So right. uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, but I'm excited they're back. I, those are the two off sites that I know. Like we can say, hey, everybody, meet up here and go do some stuff. That's where we played Battlefront last year. Oh yeah, it was that and the uh, the VR, the PlayStation yeah, VR, Morpheus, exactly. Um, Morpheus, yeah. Uh, Funko Friday. Fun- Funko Fun Days is returning to San Diego Comic Con in 2016. And you know, I didn't really even look at this last time, but uh, I've gotten this to is kind of look, a big deal. Yeah, well, I've gotten to like uh, Funko a little bit more since we uh, have gotten into the uh, Collector Core and the Bounty Hunter or the Smuggler's Bounty. Right. Sadly, this is a ticketed event, and they're it's quite pricey. Uh, Funko Fun Days, the celebration of fans for all things Funko, is returning to San Diego Comic Con on Friday, July 22nd at eight. Um, so it's like a nighttime thing. At Manchester Grand Hyatt San Diego, and tickets for the event are $120. Holy Ooh, crap. Good lord, we're not buying those. Anyway, moving on. I will, remember that? Good lord, that's a lot of money. I can't remember where that's from. Was, was that, um, uh, Living Color? How about one dollar? <laughs> one dollar? How much for one rib? One rib. One rib. All right, moving on. <laughs> How much do you breathe on me? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> yeah, change for a hundred? <sighs> it's been a long night. Okay. Um, they're going to go on sale Wednesday, June 1st at 12. So expect those to go immediately. So even if we wanted them, we probably wouldn't get them anyway. Exactly. Um, but I mean, that's pretty cool, but it just seems crazy. Excessive. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people, I mean, that's their, but we all, we all pay for the things we love. Oh, exactly. And I think that's what's really important about Comic Con. And you could, I mean, seriously, if you just search, uh, Funko openings on Mm -hmm. YouTube, there's so many people that yeah. do so many Funko podcasts. Well, and the exclusive on the floor, the exclusives on the Comic Con show floor and all yep. that. It's, it's just crazy. Exactly. Um, all right. So last random thing I threw in here is Slayer. Where did Slayer come <laughs> I don't from? Oh man. I just saw this today. Uh, Slayer is set, 
uh, to Rock San Diego Comic Con with a concert, signings, and more. Where's their stage going to be? And let's find out. So Slayer will perform live at the House of Blues. Oh. Thursday, July 21st. With tickets going on sale this Friday, May 20th. Which means that they're starting to push for things this weekend, so hopefully Kevin Smith is coming soon. That's Friday night, so that means that only leaves Saturday for for Smith. He's not coming. How can he not? He's in, at least at least uh, they're not doing Babylon. I can tell you they're not. They haven't posted it yet. They would have by now. Because, okay, so should... We were thinking about doing our party Friday because... No, the concert is the concert on Thursday. No, the concert's on Thursday. So I think their concert's on Friday. No, it says right here, we're, concert on Thursday. Tickets oh, go on Thursday. Friday. Okay, so we could do so Friday and Saturday are both still open. Okay, all right, all right. Whew. Freaking me out. Okay, so we'll see. I don't know, but anyway, Slayer. Back to that. We got off on a tangent. Um, then inside the convention center, they'll be signing autographs at Dark House Comp Dark Dark House Dark Horse Comics um, booth two twenty six fifteen on Friday. And again at Nuclear Blast Records booth, uh, 501 on the same day. Cool. Wow. I'm sure, uh, um, Chuck would be all over this. Yeah, this is funny. It says Comic Con. I can't believe they're going to let us shred at the HOB San Diego. It'd be definitely be a night of fury and intensity that the city won't soon forget. Oh, that's funny. That's Slayer's Carrie King saying that. Cool, man. I'm not a Slayer fan at all, no, but me neither. You know, it's kind of cool that attracting other people. Yep. And things. Should we move on? Moving on. Berlantiverse. Yeah, so we're, we're coming near the end of the, the season for the Berlantiverse. So um, it uh, looks like Arrow, The Flash, and iZombie all scored Leo Award nominations. I don't know what the Leo Awards are, really, though. The Leo Awards are the awards program for the British Columbia Film and Television Industry. Oh, so for, basically these are for people that are are filming in Vancouver. Uh, Yeah, you got it. Held um, each May or June in Vancouver. Cool. Um, and actually speaking on that, um, Supergirl, um, which oh, yeah. is officially moved to the CW now for season two. Is it really? Yeah. So, uh, that just got confirmed yesterday. Um, so it's officially moving to the CW. So it's officially part of the Berlin verse. Um, but also they're, they're to help offset costs because they're no longer, it's no longer CBS money because CW is owned by CBS. Right. Um, they're moving, uh, shooting from Los Angeles to Vancouver. Awesome. To be basically where Arrow and, and where the, uh, other the ones Flash are already. Exactly. Right. Um, but also to go along with that, Krypton um, is greenlit for sci-fi. This is not officially part of the Berlantiverse, but it's still kind of connected. And it is being done by um, David Goyer. David S. Goyer. Yeah. And he's the guy who's behind the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, he's basically really involved with the, the film side of the DECU. I... I have some reservations about that show, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, the the thing I think it has going for it is it's not part of the same time frame as the Berlantiverse. Yeah, but so, it's like, I, I just don't know why I care about his grandfather. We'll see. Well, how? why did we care about uh, Gotham without Batman? Good point. All right. Uh, also, uh, uh, Berlanti shared some advice for the next Flash director. I, I wanted to put this in here because I was kind of leading up to the uh, uh, Smith's episode, which right. we haven't watched yet. But uh, this was pretty interesting to me. He says, no one discussed it with me, Berlanti told THR, but I could never direct a Flash movie that Grant Gustafson was, wasn't the lead of. He's my Flash. Right. He basically says, we have three words um, uh, for the, the next director. He said, heart, humor, and spectacle. So I think that speaks volumes because uh, that's, that's ex- straight out of Kevin Smith. What's that? Heart, 
humor and spectacle that's straight out of Kevin Smith. Isn't that what he said, though? Berlanti did offer some advice from any future director, though. We have three words above the door. Oh, I didn't read that right. Sorry. We have three words above the door of the Flash oh, writer's room. Okay, that's what Kevin Smith was mentioning on yeah, Babylon. heart, humor, and spectacle. Okay, I was like, he didn't say that. I'm freaking out. But you're right. Smith did say that, but he was saying that. Referencing this. Yeah. Okay, cool. So if you're going to do something like The Flash, part of what made Barry Allen so great was that he was the guy in the middle of all these superheroes who couldn't believe they were there, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's, I think that's really important. So hopefully they get that right, man, because we've been talking about that forever. Yeah, I, I really hope they do get it right. So leading into uh, The Runaway Dinosaur, which is Kevin Smith's uh, episode. Which just aired on Monday. Just aired. Haven't watched it yet, so we will get to that. We'll talk about that Thursday. Yeah, I think that's very important. Um, there's a little extended trailer. I haven't even watched it yet because I just want to go into that episode. Um, but there is rumor that Kevin Smith and Stephen Amell want to work together on the Arrow. Yeah, two different stories actually. Kevin Smith and Stephen Amell uh, have come out said they want to work together, and, and Stephen Amell says he would uh, love to have Kevin Smith in to direct. Kevin Smith, on the other hand, has also said that he wants to write for Arrow. Well, he wrote Green Arrow comics. He did, and so I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, one of the other things, Kevin Smith. Uh, I don't think he he mentioned it on Babylon. Have you listened to it yet? Uh, this week's so yeah. I have not listened oh, to this week because he said he let it slip. He's gonna be um, actually. I have a story in here about it. We'll get to it. Um, anyway, so Berlanti confirms what is this? A gold Booster movie? Gold movie. Booster Gold oh. is is a you know main character in the DC universe. Um, this isn't part of the Berlanti verse, but it's just that he's confirming that he's working on a movie. Totally. All right. Oh. Buckaroo Banzai. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. I have okay. that yeah. in there, too. Continuing on from the Berlantiverse, we're into the DCEU. Right. Um, and uh, the DC Comics Powerless uh, series has been picked up as a series from NBC. And is this the time of year where we, we find out what's going? What's yeah, it's coming? called... Okay. This is... Uh, in Traditionally, in the second to third week in May, you have what are called the upfronts. And this is where all of the studio heads show their perspective movies to advertisers and they decide what are going to get picked up for pilots for 13 episode runs, 23 ep- or 22 episode runs and whatnot. Um, that's why Krypton was greenlit to, right. to a pilot. Um, the powerless is picked up as a series. So it's going to get a full year. It looks like at least a 13 episode run. Um, and it stars Vanessa Hudgens and they released the first trailer for that. Um, but yeah, so this is, this week is when, uh, Fox released a whole bunch of information this right. week. Uh, DC, Warner Brothers released a whole bunch of information ABC. this week. ABC did. So, right. yeah. Um, also, Warner Brothers is developing a Harley Quinn movie based on the Suicide character, ver- uh, Suicide Squad character version. Done. In. Yeah. I'm, I'm all on board for that. Oh, it's going to be so cool, dude. Oh, I know. I can't wait for Suicide Squad. And then, um, Harlequin just looks amazing. In she it. does. Uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, a couple of Green Lantern Corps uh, uh, things. The they've moved the Green Lantern Corps date again, right? Um, which isn't unheard of. I mean, no, they're moving things around. Yeah, they always constantly move things around. But the the latest rumors that George Miller of the uh, Fury, the Mad Max Fury Road movie and the whole Mad Max saga, right, is being considered to be the director for Green Lantern oh, Corps. That would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. See how that goes. That would be very cool. Uh, Justice League. <laughs> Not surprising. Uh, has added Ben Affleck as an executive producer. Yeah, they're just giving him an EP credit um, because but basically, it, EPs, and also because he's he's also writing. Yeah, basically, EPs are the people that are guiding the overall narrative and vision of it. Gotcha. And since he's starting to write and possibly direct, they're just going to start giving him an EP credit. That makes sense. 
Uh, Very much like how John Favreau, after the Iron Man movies, he was an EP on almost everything. Right. Fox time. Uh, we're on to Fox. And uh, right now, you know, Deadpool came out on Blu-ray. Oh, I have it. Bought it. Done. Oh, you bought the Blu-ray? Oh, it's it's sitting on my shelf. Awesome. I haven't watched it. Uh, probably what I'll do tonight, uh, depending on when and if we're ever done here. Uh, I might watch the uh, extended stuff and the bloopers. And I just... The, I, it's so good. The dude. gag reel has got to be hilarious. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, so anyway, um, also the uh, the digital sales record was broken by Deadpool, which you could kind of see coming. Yeah, you could see that coming. Um, but we're gonna have some other numbers here, especially when we get to Captain America here in a minute. But I don't know what the exact number is here. But what is the re- HD record? I don't even know. Uh, what does it say? Fastest selling superhero title available on digital HD. Sold a million units in his first week. Wow, that's impressive. That's crazy. Um. On the this downside, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren has come out and said that he wants to play Cable in Deadpool 2. Okay, so... The funny thing is, is Dolph Lundgren uh, originally played the Punisher back yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. This is before the Thomas Jane version, before the uh, the the War Punisher, uh, the Punisher War Journal uh, one. Right. Um, and it's Dolph Lundgren. I mean, he played uh, the villain what his, in... Uh, what was his major thing? Well, he was Rocky Four. That was it. Okay, yeah. He played Ivan Drago. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was also <laughs> in the uh, nice. the Expendables. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really care. I don't want him to. No, I don't want him to either. And I would like someone young and massive and cool. Yes. Not Dolph Lundgren. Dolph. No. Dolph. I don't no. care. Uh, I I am also not on board with that. <laughs> what I am on board with? No, I'm just kidding. What um, I'm sad didn't get on board with Olivia Munn. Like that segue, uh, turn down Deadpool. Uh, we've talked about this, I think. Yeah, she she turned down the the role that went to uh, Marina Becerin. No, um, awesome. Who did fantastic in it? Um, but the main reason Olivia uh, Munn said she turned it down, uh, Marina Becerin, my bad. Yeah, is that um, she there was no fighting for it, and she wanted to be involved in a fight scene. So, and, and also she said she didn't really just want to play someone's girlfriend. Exactly. You know, and now she's a major part of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And there we go. And she's going to play Psylocke, which we've seen footage of, which is going to be she awesome. She looks amazing. I really can't. It's coming out in, what, two weeks? Yeah, a couple weeks. We're stoked. Uh, Simon Kimberg. Uh, really? Can they just let it go? <laughs> yeah, Kimberg says he wants to make another Fantastic Four movie. And this would be Fantastic Four 2, so it would be with Miles Teller and, and, um, Can we just... and all that. But what I'm really curious about is... Uh, okay. Do you want to hear what he says? Uh, well, really quick. is I, I don't know how this is actually going to work because Michael B. Jordan, who played um, Johnny Storm, right. has just signed on to be in Black Panther. Right. So he says, we didn't make a good movie, Kinberg told Den of Geek about 2015's Fantastic Four. The world voted, and I think they probably voted correctly. And you can make a good movie every time... Sorry. And you can't make a good movie every time out. Nobody ever does. We actually have a pretty good bat- batting average, all things considered. But I think we made mistakes when we made that movie. Mistakes that we learned from and we wouldn't repeat. Well, here's... You here's, say that. You, you know, we all say things. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say they need to stop. They do. Uh, they just... they. And we talked about this, I think it was last week, Yeah. that Fox just needs to do what Sony did and just say, hey... Uh, we've lost our touch. Give Marvel, it, Kevin Feige, Marvel. take it over, and we'll still distribute, and we'll let you print money for us. Call it a day. Speaking of, uh, Gambit movie was delayed to get the script right, which I think we've talked about, according to Simon Kinberg. Um, 
I was really excited about the Gant, Gant movie, so I'm hoping they get it right. Yeah, so it looks like they're getting it right, but Channing Tatum has also said that the Gambit movie is still happening. Good. That means that he's still in it, and yes. it's still happening. It means so I'm he's in. still under contract, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, Patrick Stewart oh my God. Um, is going to be in Wolverine 3. It's going to be amazing. I love me some Stewart. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> um, and, you know, Kind of going back to Deadpool, yeah. and they're talking about uh, um, Professor X, and he says, Stewart or McAvoy? <laughs> Because I just love how self-aware he was in that. Because also um, that uh, X Men is going to uh, they're they're going to be going on with the new mutants, right? And it's going to include Professor X, um, and that's most likely going to be the McAvoy version, right? On that note, speaking of Deadpool and speaking of Wolverine, confirmed rated R, and has oh, started, yeah. and has started filming. Oh yeah, it started filming. It's confirmed rated R, and it also looks like X Force. Um, has been said that it should be radar, and well, it should because X Force is basically the Deadpool led version of the X Men. <laughs> I was gonna say because we're we had that conversation. It's like if Deadpool's gonna be in the movie, yeah, I mean it's, stupid it's if it Deadpool, wasn't. Cable, right. Colossus. I think I can't remember who else is on X Force, but I can't remember either. Um, um, MCU time. Yeah, MCU. <laughs> I'll let you start off with all the Captain America okay, numbers. So there's a lot of Captain America stuff. So because we're about a week behind, I'm gonna do this in a bit of a progression. And I'm going to skip a couple things. So it says, uh, Civil War passed $261 million internationally before it debuted here. Which sounds huge, but you just got to remember it released internationally a week before. Right. Uh, and Civil War passed Deadpool at the Worldwide Box Office. Which you kind of expected it would. Makes sense. Then it passed $800 million at the Worldwide Box Office. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to uh it's, it'll yeah. eventually hit a billion. It will. Okay, so Marvel uh all right, hold on. okay, that's it. So Captain America pays No. This oh, is wait, actually what a little, is this? There's there oh, was, I thought this was mine. No, what I put this, this one in. There was a, a guy who came up and said he figured out how much back pay oh, Captain America should have been paid for all of his time <laughs> in the ice. And if he, he was actually in the military, right? Yeah, I saw this. And this it good. said that it would it would be uh, north of three million dollars oh, in so back funny. pay. Well, the army has actually come out and responded, and he said it's close, but you have to take into account uh, increases because of merit and promotion, oh my God. and for hazard duty. And so they said it's actually more. That's but they did amazing. not give out a real number. I love that they're considering this. It's, yeah, well, it's like when you petition the government about building a Death Star, and Obama has to come out and say why. Exactly. And I just love it. You know, it's it's funny. Yeah, it is funny when the military can respond like this. But this is a huge number. Next. Uh, this next number is stupid big. Okay, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe passes 10 billion. That's a B with a B. Billion with a B. Mark at the worldwide box office. Yeah, and as of right now, we have billion? what? I think it's 13 movies. Is it 13? 13. That have been released, something 14, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's averaging 13. between seven and 800 billion per movie. That's huge. It's a crazy number, dude. Considering I think there are a total of what? Eight movies that have ever broken a billion at the box office? Right. Oh, this is interesting, actually. Yeah. So, Captain America, speaking of Captain America, uh, there were two other characters that were supposed to be in Civil War. Um, <laughs> so, there was there was one not very good draft where Hank Pym shows up. Yeah, and this is coming from Christopher Marcus, who wrote the, the screenplay. <laughs> and then he says, I forgot about that. We won't speculate on what Hank Pym did, but he wasn't as helpful as needed to be. <laughs> 
And uh, what's the other thing? There was another one. The other one was Evangeline Lilly, uh, for the Wasp. Oh, the Wasp. That's right. So basically, but we it, didn't. But they said they didn't want to basically take the shine off her for her, her upcoming movie. And so basically, the Ant Man characters were cut. Yeah. And I was watching that today with my students. That's eh, a good movie. I like that movie. Uh, so Winter Soldier could be in the Black Panther movie as well. It could be. We're not going to go in deep on this. Just uh, watch the post credit scenes. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, so also confirmed, there will be no Natalie Portman. Yeah, this is actually an Thor. interesting thing to, and I really hope this isn't where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. Because one thing I really loved about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is they cast really good actresses to play the, not necessarily, I mean, in, in Natalie Portman's case, she is the girlfriend of Thor, but... Um, to but play she has a right, the, right. It gives a little bit more heft to the female roles that aren't the superheroes, right? right. Um, whether it's Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts or Natalie Portman, Jane in uh, Thor, or um, uh, uh, Liv Tyler in uh, in Incredible Hulk, right? Um, you know, you have all these uh, strong, strong female actresses that can help support the weight of this story, and. As we saw in Captain America, Pepper Potts is kind of written out. Right. You know, Jane was written out of uh, of um, uh, Age of Ultron. So they start. At the, so they start at one spot, and they have the women involved. Yes. And then they write them out, and then it's just guys beating on each other. It's, it is, and it, <laughs> I mean, you still have the female uh, superheroes, like say Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, right. and whatnot. But you lose the human quality that the female characters brought to very much oh. like the the happy character of John Favreau yeah. in Iron Man. You lose that humanity. I think the problem is too is that they're still coming back to the source material, which is a bunch of dudes beating on each other. Yeah. You know what I mean, and. You know, as much as they want to expand the women's roles in these things, which I think they should, and they do it very well when they can, they still end up writing them out and coming back to, okay, Thor's got to hit Iron Man now. You know what I mean? Like, Pepper Potts is, she did, I mean, I loved her role in Iron Man 3. Yeah. I think that worked really well. And I was bummed that they keep not mentioning or half mentioning Portman. Uh, Portman's character. So, you know, we'll see how it goes going forward. But it, it, I was kind of bummed when I saw this. Yeah, I, I just, it's just frustrating that they cast, you know, Oscar winning actresses to yeah. play these roles and then they just don't bring them back. Indeed. So it's just a bummer. It's my own two cents. Uh, Kevin Feige has actually come back and said Inhumans is still happening. Word. Um, which, when, when they pulled it from the schedule, um, and like we said with Green Lantern Court, things get moved around all the time. Yep. Um, it's, it's just weird that they've been really hyping the introduction of Inhumans in, um, Shield. In Agents of Shield. So it's, I mean, they're, they're, they're laying a deep seed and I don't see why they wouldn't go to it. And I'm pretty behind on Agents of Shield, which uh, I will catch up with, uh, very soon. But yeah, I, I, I'm, in, I'm really intrigued by the right. Inhumans. So exactly. I'm, I'm hoping it happens and it's happening. So we're good. Uh, oh, this is, okay. So I have a couple of Black Panther things. Okay? Yeah. I'm really on board with this first one. Me too. Alexandra Ship, who played Storm. Who plays Storm. Plays Storm. In the me. upcoming Apocalypse. In Apocalypse. Uh, is uh, really kind of pushing, I guess is the right word, for a Black Panther Storm crossover. Right. Well, because obviously Black Panther is you know now the king of Wakanda. Yeah. Um, and Storm, in her origin story, she is a queen from Africa. Right. Um, so it would be... That they could 
theoretically write a script that would tie them in together. And I think it'd be sick. Um, speaking of, 90% of the Black Panther cast is, uh, it said, will be uh, African or African American. Yeah, I think this is very important. Um, Super important. Yes, I think this is. I mean, and, and actually, I'm gonna, geekdom. and that's just all I can say about it. I want yeah. you. To, I want you speak speak on it with authority. Well, look, I'm a black man, and and you know, it's 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 one thing to to watch these movies and read these comics and and see yourself, you know, and right. with one of my, and we'll get to this on Thursday when we uh, talk Civil War. Uh, black Panther was, I I. I Dare to say, my favorite character in the film. Oh, he was a revelation. Chadwick Boseman was a, was a, a revelation, and I love all those other characters that I've seen over the last mm-hmm. you know eight years or whatever it is. But that character was amazing, and was. and how they portrayed him on screen was phenomenal. So that said, we have this movie. We know Black Panther's happening. Boseman is sick, and to know that I'm going to see ninety percent. Black people on screen is awesome, and I'm super excited about it. And I'm with Alexandra Ship on this. Make it happen. Yep. Bring this is huge for geek culture. It's it's you know a lot of us, and you know, and this we'll get to our other mistake we made the uh, last week. But this it's all about being represented. It's about seeing yourself, and at the same time, you know, comics have always been this thing of like, you know white blonde dude buff dude doing doing a heroic thing and 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 when you don't see it you don't see yourself it's hard to to latch on to it and now that geek the geek culture is so uh so prevalent now i think it's it's now's the right time and i'm yeah which is another reason why revisiting luke cage is very important right and i'm stoked about luke cage by far outside of (laughs) jessica jones herself my favorite part of Jessica Jones. Um, yeah. And, and not just because he's black. It's because he's awesome. And <laughs> Iron, uh, not Iron Fist. Uh, um, Power Man is insane. And, and, and it's just, it's just a great storyline. Yeah. So. What, what I, and the main point about, uh, the, the superhero Sorry, culture. No, it's so fine. The, the main point about the superhero culture in particular is that they are all fantastic stories. Yes. I mean, by definition, they are fantastic. And, um, but it's still important to be able to connect with those characters. Yeah. And if they're all, you know, Captain America, you know, spitting image of Captain America, you're writing off most of the population. And eventually you're going to lose them because exactly. they're like, all right, well, I've seen this before. I don't see me. You know? Right. Exactly. So I'm glad I got to say that. That feels good. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Kevin Feige still talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So there's all this weird little things with uh, contracts. So after the Spider-Man thing, now we have this thing with the Hulk. Yeah, well, because you know, you know, Hulk was not in, in Civil War, right? Um, he kind of disappeared after Ultron. He's uh, supposedly going to be in Thor three. Um, I I keep hearing rumors he might show up in Guardians of the Galaxy two, but but that's very. But what I'm saying, yeah, and, and the thing is, they're having issues with the standalone Hulk. Yeah, movie. to get a standalone Hulk movie, right? So, so I, I'm just curious what the what they mean by con- contractual concerns. Is this maybe uh, with Mark Ruffalo, or is it with the studios, or what's going on? Uh, it says Disney and Universal will need to come to an agreement. Oh, because Universal owns the rights, right? That's and, the problem. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, Disney. I'm sure they'll win eventually. Um, yeah. <laughs> Disney takes it. control of everything. <laughs> so, uh, so we have some uh, Avengers Infinity War stuff starts shooting in November. 
Yep. And there's a tease out there that Rocket Raccoon could be And actually appearance. confirmed yesterday. Confirmed yesterday. Yes. As I just said, that Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon will be in Infinity War. I love Rocket. Rocket's great. And Bradley Cooper does a phenomenal job voicing So good. Him. So good. Um, so speaking of contractual things, Russo Brothers, I guess there's this thing that says they will address characters Marvel doesn't own the rights to in Avengers Infinity War. Well, it's it's how they will address them because I mean, oh how in yeah. a, in Infinity War, you know, you're you you can't have this huge galactic wide whole universe wide war and be like, and oh, not they're mention, not there. Yeah, why aren't <laughs> Sue and and uh, yeah. Sue Storm there? Why isn't Johnny Storm there? Why isn't so basically Fantastic Deadpool? Four, X Men, all of that? Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So there's. The thing is, you can, I, I don't think you can mention them, but like, you can't say mutant. Right. Right. Cause that's trademarked by the X-Men thing. So there, there's going to have to be a way to logistically and linguistically refer to them because you can't ignore them. It's just going to be a, a black hole in the center right. of the war. Huh. We'll see. Okay. So this is the one. This is probably our biggest talking point before we get to TV stuff. So Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, George Takai. George Takei, excuse me. Star Trek's George, George Takei, uh, was talking about Doctor Strange. And he basically says, uh, Marvel must think we're all idiots. So, okay. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna let is, you take Yeah, this, this is where here, I'm gonna cause... come out and say, I am an idiot. And, well, look. We've no, never... we, we all, yeah, we all make mistakes. And, um, thanks to Redna for pointing this out to me. Thanks, Red. Um, that, uh, yeah, we, we, we take pride in the fact that we, we, like to know what we're talking about and we went into this discussion of dr strange and the uh, the ancient one without knowing i, I was just, just very excited about dr strange oh exactly and i just want i don't to, know enough about it and that was exactly and that's that's where we both come up that we just don't know about and evidently the ancient one actually is a tibetan man and so right. by casting um uh tilda swinton in it it really does not live up to that and we just talked about the uh, being able to see yourself on stage so yeah. um or on the screen, yeah. So, yeah, the the president comes out, and uh, Takei has basically come out and said, yeah, how is it, it... I mean, this is basically... He's come out and saying, like, it's equivalent to, like, casting Mickey Rooney as a Chinese man in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, and, and look, I, I don't want to get too much into what Takei's saying, mostly because he's taking a serious stance here. And this is right. literally the day we... Excuse me, literally the day we recorded, two days before we recorded um, last time, um, he came out and said this. But, but really... It's us not knowing the origins of the ancient one. And I can see how people will be upset about this. And we just had, I just had that whole rant on, on, on seeing yourself on screen, like you said. Yeah. And actually, one thing that, that I didn't even think about that Red really pointed out to me was, um, that one reason that Marvel could have done it is because you don't want to piss off the Chinese, yeah. uh, government. Because if, I mean, because for all, we talk about with the Disneyland and Shanghai and everything. They're still a communist government, and they can decide what comes in and what does not. Well, and um, there's still an ongoing issue with Tibet. Exactly. So you years, can't so. have a Tibetan superhero on or a Tibetan uh, character up on screen and expect it to get shown in China. So, and and that could be it. It could not be it. But all I'm saying is, I you know, I. I I would like to come from a place where we know stuff, and when we don't know stuff, I, I'm okay with putting my whole leg in my mouth sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So, it's all good. So thanks, Red, for keeping us honest. Red, you're amazing. Can I say that? Amazing. I feel like singing a song to Red, but that's probably because of the beer. Yeah, it's I definitely should, the beer. We should move on. Moving so anyway, on. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you... Well, really quick, talking about Doctor Strange, we'll finish up something. Michael Jean uh, Giacchino yeah. uh, is going to be doing the score for Doctor Strange. Um, he has really become like a modern-day... Uh, him as well as Alexander Day Plot. Uh, Giacchino did the score for Lost. He did the oh, score for right. Up. Right. Um, oh, yeah, he did up. the score for... Um, uh, lots of stuff. Ratatouille. Yeah, Ratatouille. A lot of J.J. Abrams and Disney stuff. Incredibles. So, yeah, uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's done a lot Ooh, of great Zootopia, stuff. Zootopia, too. Um, so, yeah, it, it, they they really got a good one. All right, so I'm going to rant again. Uh, so, a couple things. ABC got crazy. Yes. Started, started canceling shows. We'll get to some of them later. Uh, one of them is Agent Carter. Got canceled. Yeah, we kind of knew this was coming because yeah, we did. Um, uh, Haley Atwell had been cast in the other, uh, I think it's called Conviction. Yeah, but it didn't rule out a season three. No, it didn't rule but, it out. You know, it is what it is. So Agent Carter is not going to come back for a season three, but of course there's a petition to have him come there's back. There's always a petition. And there's a huge number on there. Yeah, 50,000 plus. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, um, but it's a petition for Netflix to pick it up. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, I missed yes, that it part is. of it. Okay, cool. Um, we'll get to the other cancellations in a little bit. Yeah, but- and, well, as we also said with uh, the upfronts, ABC has passed on Most Wanted, oh. which is a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. The one that's uh, around Mockingbird, I believe. Two of my favorite characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Uh, uh, so they passed on it. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, so let's see. It is Mo- yeah, Mockingbird and Lance Hunter. Yeah. And that's too bad. I didn't know how that would work anyway. But, you know, it would have been kind of fun. Yeah, it, w- it would have been fun. I wonder, I, I'm just curious if they actually did film a, a, a pilot for it. Yeah. And if it will ever leak. I wonder. Um, so Jessica Jones basically says a lot of the secondary characters are going to play a larger role. Cool. In season two, which I'm excited about. And I, I honestly, dude. Which hopefully means uh, Patty Walker. Yeah. Hellcat. And Hellcat's awesome. I just love that show. I mean, I wish the wife had finished it with me. I think she would have really liked it. But um just didn't happen so yeah she also said that jessica jones season two and defenders are going to be filming back to back sick oh this is good should we just bust through this real quick do it some smod news kevin smith's comic book man has been renewed for season six yeah it's just i'm totally missed season five it's totally trekking along <laughs> on amc i think i watched the first few episodes of season five kind of forgot about it lost in my dvr right um but i'm gonna go back and check it out i love comic book man i love walt i love i listen to him steve dave every week so kevin smith yoga hosers that trailer got released as well we get to see the Bratsies. Yeah, let's. Let, <laughs> I saw the trailer because they released it so before, but let's. Yeah. Uh, we can talk more about it on Thursday too. Yes. And just recently, once you listen to the most recent Babylon, he talks about how he is picking up Buckaroo Bonsai for a TV adaptation. Now, he was just in this meeting like this week or last week, a couple weeks ago, or whatever it was. Uh, what's interesting to me is, you know, I like I said, I teach Ready Player One. Yes. And Ernest Klein, who wrote that book, is a really big fan of Buckaroo Banzai. He actually wrote a fan script for the sequel to Buckaroo Banzai. Yep. So what I'm very intrigued by, and I and I and I might, you know, me tweeting Kevin Smith doesn't matter, but I'm just very curious because he said his pr- his pitch was do season one based on the uh, movie, based on the film, and then go forward from there what all the fans wanted as a sequel. Exactly. I, I actually never saw Buck- Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, neither have I, but it has a great cast. Which I'm going to watch. Yes. So I'm pretty stoked about this. Um, I'm glad Smith has found kind of his little... Um, and if this works out, he's found his niche. I think TV's where he should be. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree. I mean, I love his movies, 
But but you and you know he's still going to be doing his quirky projects. Sure. He's, but he's not worried about studio system anymore. Exactly. And I think he'll fit in with the TV system. Absolutely. All right, man. So we just have TV and a couple other things around here. Yeah, uh, really quick. Uh, its official castle is canceled um, after this season, which I am okay with because I really did not want it to go along uh, without uh, the Stanakotic uh, uh, character. Yeah. Um, is that what Fillion says? Cause yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it's canceled. I was actually talking with a friend of mine, and she suggested, um, for those of you that watch Castle, um, his daughter... Uh, took part in in the last season um he created a, a private investigation company that he re- he was running and she worked on that along with a, a a british character they brought in and it would be interesting if they had a spinoff oh that would be kind of interesting That'd be cool um but that would definitely be something and that couldn't get picked up by abc because it's just not mainstream enough but it could definitely work on hulu or netflix For or sure. a webisode or something so more cancellations ABC canceled the Muppets. Yeah, you just know it had to be too expensive for the ratings it was getting. Yeah. Um, I heard mixed reviews on it anyway. I never actually tuned in and watched it, but it is what it is. Um, I didn't see this. Yeah, ABC is teasing kind of the return of V because the um, the website and, and the app and stuff has become active again. I love. I really liked V. Um, I don't know if I finished it. But I, I liked it. I liked it as a concept, and and that's again and Marina Basarin. Basarin, exactly. Um, oh, come on. So now there's a Bruce, blues 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 brothers animated series in the works. Um, I'm on board with this. I'm just hoping it shows up on like Adult Swim or something like that, yeah. where it'll be given the license right. that they can do the language and and content. Indeed. Okay. Seriously, I gotta talk about this one. <laughs> All right. So there's a couple things here. <laughs> one, Nancy Drew reboot dead. Done. I'm okay with that. Me too. They did a Nancy Drew movie a few years ago with uh, with uh, Emma um, Roberts. Okay. Here's what else needs to die. The MacGyver reboot. Yeah, nothing is going to ke- top uh, Richard Dean Anderson. So they're going forward. It's going to go to CBS. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, old people will watch it. <laughs> Nobody knows what MacGyver is anymore. Uh, the average viewer at CBS is like 80. So they oh know who MacGyver God, is. Dude, this is ridiculous. You got to remember, I, CBS is where uh, Murder, I, She Wrote I was. I barely caught on to Rega- MacGyver when I was a kid. I loved MacGyver. It was fun. It was good. You're a little older than I am. I am. I barely caught it. Okay, I still remember one. I still remember one thing where he needed a smoke screen. Right. And all he had was a rubber glove. Oh, here we go. Some tape. <laughs> a hot dog warmer. Like a steam tray, yeah. And what he did is he blew up the rubber, the 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 uh, the rubber glove, and cut a hole, put tape on it, so it was all blown up. I mean, he cut a hole, put tape on it, blew it up, and then put the tape on the underside of the steam tray so it would heat it up inside. And so when he took it off, the tape came off and steam came out, and everything it was hilarious. Oh I like MacGyver just fine. This doesn't work. It's twenty sixteen. Oh, it is. Okay, the funny thing is, is you watched Last Man on Earth. I love Last Man on and, Earth. And uh, uh, Will Forte, yeah. who's in that, he did the MacGruber character yeah, he did. for Saturday That's Night right, Live, and that actually had a I movie. I forgot about that. I forget. MacGruber. MacGruber. Uh, X-Files. Little tease. Yeah, we... They might come back. Yeah, well, we talked about this when we watched the X-Files, is yeah. it has to come back. Yeah. And I haven't watched the very last episode of that. Do it. Okay. Well, do it. Okay. That's too much anger. But yes, I am excited about that. And uh, the wife and I just haven't got through it yet. Anger guy. 
Brian Cranston, what is this? Yeah, Brian Cranston, of course, from Breaking Bad and uh, um, other things. Other things. He was an archer a couple seasons ago. Oh yeah. Um, it looks like uh, a Sci-Fi Channel is going to be doing a, an anthology show called Electric Dreams, and da 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 da, uh, which is obviously based on the uh, the Philip K. Dick books. Yeah. Um, because uh, the original name for Blade Runner was uh, Android's Dream of Electric, of electric Sheep. Dreams. Yeah. Of so, Electric Sheep. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so this is where it's going with that. Nifty. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock is starting. Series four has started filming. Well, I'm excited about that. I just have to look at this real quick because this is, oh, I love this guy. I love Cranston, dude. So it's going to be like anthology. Oh, that's nifty. I'm excited about that. Sorry. Because Philip K. Dick books have done oh, no. a ton of stuff. I mean, you know, Minority Report and everything in between. Next, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, Sherlock. That's going, and Toby Jones is going to be a villain. Yeah, Toby Jones He's is the character who played uh, the uh, in Age of Ultron. He was the uh, the Hydra agent who was in the computer. Right. I have a really cool uh, little side note about the next thing. So, 24 is coming back, and we've talked about this. Yes, we have. Okay. Now, what's exciting about this is it's starting after the Super Bowl. So, it's going to have huge ratings. Yep. Giant ratings, but the guy who plays Zoom is in the show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Teddy Sears. Yeah. So he is going to... Is he going to be the lead? No. Okay. Uh, it's the guy who played um, in Compton. Um, I think it's a black lead, actually. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to find it right now. But anyway, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, evidently they're doing what the hell TV reboots of Lethal Weapon and The Exorcist. Um, I can understand The Exorcist just because Lucifer and Damien I'm banging my head in the mic. have been doing very well on TV, so the whole Antichrist thing I can totally get. Mm. Um, Lethal Weapon, I don't get. Nope. Doesn't make any sense to me. Not so much. But let's move on. <laughs> I'm going to let lis- the listeners uh, uh, figure that out. Yeah. Uh, comics, real quick. Free comic book day happened. It did. I got nothing. I got a couple things. Uh, here's the thing. It usually happens on the same day I do my big golf fundraiser. It's the SATs. It's also prom. It's a lot of things. Yeah. By the time we got to the, uh, to our local comic book shop, they were gone. Yeah. And last year, I, I had the foresight to be like, hey, guys, can you put... Because I know the owner's there. Right. I was like, can you put some stuff aside for me? It just didn't work out this year. I got some stuff for the kids, which was cool. But and we went down there. I got some... You know, we got some back-end comics. Yeah. Back-end comics. Uh, yeah. What do you call them? Old comics. Yeah. You know, whatever. Back issues. Back issues, that's it. Um, 50 cents piece. Exactly. So, Jabbar? Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Lou Alcindor himself is actually, and he's a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. Um, but he is writing an upcoming Mycroft Holmes comic book. I think book. that's pretty cool. So so do I. I mean, and you know, he's been involved in popular culture for a long time. I mean, going back to, he was in Airplane. Oh, yeah. He pops up all over the place. He does. He was in, uh, I remember when he was in uh, um, he's easy to see Scooby-Doo. He's tall. Yeah. Um, and then also there's an upcoming major storyline in Marvel comics called the death of X and they've just announced that they're doing a whole bunch of variants for it. Nice. Very cool. Cool, man. All right. So let's get to gaming. We have some other movie news, but that is going to be on our next reviews. Yes. And you know, it's going to be there. It'll be there soon. Shortly. I'm going to play golf tomorrow. And I think I'm going to play. I hate you. I think I'm going to see civil war on Wednesday. How you feel about that? I hate that you're playing golf tomorrow. You want to see Civil War on Wednesday? Yeah, I can do that. And you can play golf, too, if you want. Yeah, I don't have a track meet on Wednesday. Nice. All right. All right so, gaming news. This, this is a big one. Disney Infinity is dead. Yeah, they've uh, ended it. 3.0 is going to be the last thing. And, and actually, they, they said that the last 
the last pieces they're releasing are from Finding Dory mm-hmm. and um, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Oh, okay. And they're Disney's done with games. They're just going to do third-party stuff. Yeah, they're, they're just going to be doing the licensing stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're basically doing what Sega did, Yeah. Uh, what, 10 years ago? Something like that. Uh, this is a big one for us. Admire. Yes, Civ 6. <laughs> I love the Civ series, and I'm stoked about Civ 6. I played the mess out of Civ 5, the wife and I did. Um, it's a great game, but I'm I'm really intrigued to see what they're going to do with 6. Yeah, it has a really good trailer, but no gameplay. Well, they're not going to have gameplay for a while. It's not coming out till October. Right. But October. October. There we go. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is going to release in early 2617, which I'm excited about as well. I'm hoping for some more stuff out of... Uh, Soon, actually, Comic Con maybe, or you know, around there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that, that's another. I mean, like we we talked about earlier, I need to play the Assassin's Creed series. I also need to play the Mass Effect series. Indeed. Uh, Batman: Ar- uh, Return to Arkham is a collection of the first two Arkham games. Okay. And they're getting released uh, June 10th. It looks like. That's awesome because I haven't played either one of those, and I need to play both of them. Yeah. If if you follow the link, they have really cool cover art, which I will put up on Pinterest. Oh, that's sick. It's a really cool cover art of, uh, um, um, well, the cover art is the, the is Batman, obviously, but uh, the artwork they also have with it is Batman and, and Catwoman mm-hmm. uh, tied back to back. Oh, oh it just sick. looks, and it's all done in like black and white sepia tones, except for Catwoman's eyes. It's really cool. So, real quick, we have Deadpool, this is merch, Deadpool Cause Babies revealed by Hot Toys. Have you seen these? Uh, I have not, but Hot Toys does really good work. <laughs> Look how amazing they are. They're like little kids dressed as Deadpool. Cute. Oh, I love it. And if you read the Deadpool comics, you know there's Kidpool. Right. Which is a thing. Uh, And then our last bit of merch news is Funko is releasing the Impopsters. Oh, I saw these. And it's uh, a whole bunch of the Disney villains. uh, Well, it's a whole bunch of Batman. Batman villains. No, yeah. Sorry, did I say Disney? Yeah. Uh, It's Batman Funko shaped pop. Pop. They are Funko Pops, Batman-shaped, but themed as Disney villains. So you have Penguin and uh, Harlequin and Scarecrow and Joker. Did I say Disney again? said Disney again. (laughs) (laughs) He's tired, folks. (laughs) One more time. Batman villains. Batman. The bat. The man of bat. It looks really cool. It does. Regardless of if you understand what he said. Yeah, and I really like the you know, and I'm not a big fan of Scarecrow, honestly. Even though uh, Killian Murphy yeah, did a good job, that Scarecrow looks. Um, sick. The Scarecrow looks really good, and and for those of you that are worried, it's the old school Harlequin design. Indeed, the full body suit one. So should we go? I think that's it. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> what a night! We're delirious. Oh, what a night! Thanks for Late tuning- <laughs> December back in 63. Oh, nice, dude. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter Network. We are all there. And, of course, on Twitter, Will is at I am Will Griggs. I am at Darth Pops. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Give us ratings, stars, likes, and comments, if you will. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a free book on us. And patreon.com slash usual podcast. Bucket to an episode. Help us out. Love us. Like us. We like you. Let us know what we screwed up and what we can correct next time. <laughs> and we'll be back for a real reviews in a few days. So yeah. thanks for enduring another two-hour. Well, what's the best way to say it? Another two-hour. Behemoth. Ooh. 
Good one, dude. Isn't that a great word? That's a behemoth. Good. So, uh, <laughs> might be the name of the episode. So, anything else? Um, Just say it. Have a fun. Have a fun. There you go. <laughs> have a fun. I was trying to think of something funny to talk about Chuck and Brian. <laughs> Well, they don't never have a fun. No, they never have a fun. Plus, I think Chuck is just totally geeking out over Slayer right now. Oh, God. Rock on, dude! <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> oh, he'll like that, dude. <laughs>